Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Wait for it to play, folks. Our flag is proudly floating on the land and on the bay. Shout, shout the battle cry for freedom. Beneath it all we conquered and will conquer us again. Shout, shout. The battle cry of freedom. Our Dixie forever, she's never had a loss. Down with the eagle and up with the cross. He will rally around the body flag, will rally once again. Shout, shout the battle cry of freedom. Our gallant boys have marched to the rolling of the drums. Shout, shout, the battle by the freedom. And the leaders in charge cry out, come, boys, come. Shout, shout, the battle by the freedom. Our deep sea forever, she's never at a loss. Down with the eagle, and up with the cross. We will rally round the bunny flag, will rally once again. Shout, shout, the battle cry of freedom. They have laid down their lives on the bloody battlefield. Shout, shout, the battle cry of freedom. Their motto is resistance to the tyrants never yield. Shout, shout, the battle cry of freedom. 
George Decay, and I don't always drink urine, but when I do, I prefer those lemons that. <laughs> You're listening to Pastor Lindstedt, the movement turns.
Martin had a wife, he loved all his life. Four grandkids, they are so brave. The story of God caught his eye, and fish on clockwise, and put a clock Babylon in his grave. Well, the astronaut holds his breath when they hear a faster step. They wonder why he don't fucking lie. It was dirty, pisser, possum, and all of Satan's members that want to take him down on the fly. Martin had a wife, he loved all his life. For grandkids, they are so brave. The story is all caught his eye, and his yacht plug wise, and putting dog Babylon in his grave. Well, we have the finest tarts. <laughs> you know, I'm talking to you here on the movement turn. Greetings, Zogley Winger, Master Class across the Zog Plain here in the open air Coast Coast Penthouse. We call Zog Babylon the third and the final, but this show, as always, is aimed at the lost and the found sheep of the house of Israel. You chosen seed of Israel's race. Ye who did hear Christ call? Uh, <laughs> well, we we have some nice tards in here. Uh, guest number eighteen. He uh, he pulled me a liberal Jew boy poop and scoot here, and you know he left his little uh, mamzer droppings on the uh, doorstep and ran off. That's nice here. In any case, where am I at? Uh, I'd like to I'd like to thank uh, ANSSMC uh, John for inviting me to his show. I talk quite a bit. Now, I went out, and on April 9th is usually a day when my car insurance expires, and I woke up, and I needed to go over to Monet, Mexinet. So I went over there and got a few things here uh, while I was there, came back, and then I talked to uh, you know talked to Ray and SSMC uh, on their show, and I like to thank them for having me as a guest. Sometimes I, I guess I talk more than what I should, but oh what the heck, it's talk show and you shouldn't take it too very seriously. Anyway, today is April ninth, two thousand and fifteen, and it was one hundred fifty years ago. Today, that poor old Robert E. Lee, the gentleman loser who was, I mean, it was his fate to lose the Civil War, the first Civil War. It's also the 11th anniversary of the worst day of my life when my grandchildren were taken away under a pretext and bought and sold like little cattle. And I swore an oath on that day that... uh, if Yahweh would let me live, I would do my best to essentially work to bring the Civil War II to the conclusion to where 90% of the Uyghurs 
would die in the Civil War. And pretty much all the Mongols, of course, all the Jews, who was on Satan. And especially the children of regime criminals, I would do my best to send them screaming to hell. And I have been working not full steam ahead all the time, but patiently, because if you are really a revolutionist and you understand, you know, really 75 years ago, the communists, the Bolsheviks, they believed that the tide of history was on their side. And so they could be, quote, patient. And I'm patient, too, because I believe the history, you know, the history, time is on my side. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I was calling up because uh, essentially uh, John, you know, ANSSMC, Area Nations Motorcycle Club, uh, he wanted me to. He wanted to ask about what happened to old Don Sir Walter Scott here. I was hopefully he happened to Hattie Scott, but what happened to a nigger named uh, Walter Scott, but not Sir Walter Scott? He was essentially murdered by a pig, a sort of wop pig, little you know. I mean, essentially just a practice pig who is a criminal, a regime criminal who. Oh, made some lie up about broken taillight and then did, you know, in order to justify pulling over because they need to have a little pretext to stop. Went ahead and found out that old nigger, 50-year-old nigger, had, you know, had a nigger spurt here. I mean, he's just a beast of feel. He spurts he spurts a spurt inside of the she moves, you know, and they, they shit out, you know, so many months later, they nigglets. You know, that's how nigglet life proceeds. In America or anywhere else here. You know, I mean, kind after kind. Anyway, as a fat nigger, I mean, as a nigger that survived being a nigger, uh, it survived from usually the the area of danger from other niggers mainly, from about 50 to about 40 or so. And so it survived another 10 years, usually for the AIDS or the syphilis or the diabetes, type 2 diabetes usually. The niggers are susceptible to, and you know it didn't live long enough to have its fat nigger legs chopped off here, you know, on the projects or something like that. It it got gunned down by a pig. Now this is now this is not a common crime, really, not a really common crime. And pigs have figured out is that guess what, uh, niggers bitching is dangerous. And I was pointing out is that look, here's a nigger. You know, under you know, doing nigger nature here. You would see some pigs, see the white pig, it scared the white man, it hates the white man, it certainly hates the white pig. You know, to him he's a white pig. You know, to me he's some sort of mongrel wop or whatever, but in any case he he gets engaged in something, you don't know what the hell happened. And he was. And out comes the tasers, and you see the little coiled-up white taser lines just uncoiling as nigger is running, and because he's a fat nigger, you know, a lot of these, you know, a lot of these big niggers here, they get a good deal of nigger fat to them here. You know, it, it helps the nigger stay lazy because essentially fat is stored up reserves of, you know, of food. 
So niggers pulling out, you know, sort of like a tow missile launcher or something like that, a little wire-guided one. He's leaning up things, and out come the old electrodes, because guess what? It is shocking him. It is shocking him, okay, perhaps. But, you know, it's a nigger fat. <clears throat> and nigger fat, nigger fat ain't like nigger muscle. I have seen a nigger uh, named Overton, uh, tasered by a pig named Levins. And a muscular nigger, I mean, you know, when you got that old taser really working here, that old that old that electric jolt make the you know, make a muscular nigger flop around here, just sort of like a sort of like a mackerel here, pulled, you know, or a salmon pulled on there, you know. A muscular nigger with a taser, you know, will flop. He'll flop around. But a fat nigger, I mean, you know, he'll you know, I mean the jelly fat. Yes, it'll, it'll quiver here between the two things, but, you know, shit, this is just nigger, this is quivering nigger fat here. So nigger, he's keeping on running. I mean, uh, you know, they say white boys can't jump or run or whatever. Well, nigger knows how to jump and run. So nigger, he's running, and old pig, well, I guess, well, I'm mad at nigger. I forget the fact is that shit, a whole bunch of shit starts here when pig, when your pig, you shoot niggers. So he so he goes ahead and pulls out the gun and without thinking, bang, 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 bang. Seven shots. By this time, oh good lord. I've emptied at least half the clip in him. It's about time to take some aim shots. So he aims it here. You know, this was occurring in a second. Squeezes up the trigger and bang. The old nigger drops to his knees and pitches forward. Onto the grass. So pig, you know, so pig, he goes ahead and he holsters his, he goes ahead and he holsters, and the taser, the taser, you know, has fallen. So pig goes up there and he brings out his handcuffs and shit. We gotta pretend this is a dangerous nigger that I just had to shoot. You know, taser him and the taser works, so I just had to shoot him. Well, hell, he's running, he's running from a. I guess a she a sheepbone warrant or something like that. So he goes ahead and he puts the nigger's you know dead nigger's hand you know paws behind his back. You know he's calling up for oh he got my taser. Yeah he got your taser. He got the electrodes of taser. Taser taser itself is sitting back where you started this sort of thing. Well, guess what? Let's see, let's let's go ahead and say, well, you have nigger behavior. You have pig behavior. Pig with gun shoots nigger. Casing nigger with gun shoots a pig or two. And there's whining and pissing and moaning, you know, all sorts of classification. But hey, you know, nigger runs from pig. Pig kills, shoots and kills nigger. But guess what? Here in the fog land, we have to where everybody just got a fucking yap on the phone, you know, yap something, you know, to other buddies. They got to be connected electronically. No longer is it wanted to essentially run around and collect your thoughts. Now, I was 51 years old before I got my first cell phone. And so a lot of the time, I will leave the phone behind where it's on the charger, it's on the, uh, 
it's on the nightstand or it's on the computer desk or something like that here. Now the time when there is called shit. Oh, I'm without the call. Oh, no, it's important to call back. But no, this is AmeriCorps. And pretty well everybody, that's why you don't see very many pay phones hardly at all anymore. I remember, oh, 20-some years ago, they used to be fairly common. But now, they're not common at all. Everybody has a cell phone. And guess what? They're they're different from my very first cell phone, which was uh, without a camera. So every one of them has a camera, which can take video. Guess what? Everyone is little Cecil B. email, and he is taking pictures. It's going to make him famous, like the Zipgooder film here. You know, when old JFK guys had blown apart here uh, by accident or design. And <laughs> they're taking pictures of the last day of non-Sir Walter L. Scott. Last minute or two of the life. So here is you know, nigger, pig, interaction, and here is Wigger or Mamzer or nigger with a cell phone also doing the interaction. It comes out and the video is taken. Everyone gets to see what happens. So I think it's a nigger, and he goes ahead and hear him talking to obviously some beaners here, you know, that thinks, you know, like the Jews do, that dog land is the land of the great easy, it's the golden horn, they're coming to America today. But guess what? She says, this is America. Don't worry, this ain't like the shithole we left. Even though we're turning into sort of like the shithole that we left. No, this is America. You won't get hurt. Go ahead and do the right thing. So guess what? He gives the video, I guess, to the you know, Walter Scott's family and uh, I wish it was Hattie Scott, Scott, but gives it to Walter Scott's family, and Walter Scott's family in turn gives it to the Talmud Vision. We pigs get it, of course. And they all, within a couple hours, that's not like us. That's not like us at all. It's like it ain't. Of course it's like you. You know, when you talk about, you know, Pigs here, bad pigs, they say one bad apple, don't spoil entire barrel. No, entire fucking barrel is rotten. All together. All together, rotten barrel. No exceptions. Rotten barrel. Rotten barrel of evil pigs. Evil, thieving, murderous, psychotic, sociopathic, lying, perjuring pigs. But guess what? Every nigger who has wanted to see this here, it's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. Well, guess what? Now we can't stonewall. It's time to cut the pig and call him the rotten, you know, the rotten apple in the rotten barrel. The rotten apple in the good barrel. Good barrel, protect and serve. Well, protect and serve who? Well, whoever pays the pig's lawyers and gives them a gives them a little uniform and a license to kill, double not nut zero. So they're going to try that pig for first degree murder, and maybe Piggy will ride the needle. Who knows? But I doubt it. 
not seen an old Wiley hybrid nigga already talking, well, we ain't going to happen the last video. Come on, Wiley hybrid nigga, a.k.a. Jack Ryan, over on Cutter Wallace's podcast. I've seen enough. You see, <laughs> to me, like I said you know, last August, there's no downside when niggers kill pigs or pigs kill niggers. They're both the white man's enemies. What I'm trying to say is that the pigs are the bigger enemies because we could deal, if we just have Zog pigs, we could deal with niggers. We could deal with them really quickly. It'd be a matter of bang, 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 bang. Remember, niggers cannot feed themselves. A lot of niggers do not know how to drive, drive a truck. And I don't think there's a single nigger who's ever been whelped that knows how to run an AK-47 ammunition plant. So, <laughs> you know, so when Civil War II gets to really chugging, they'll be starve and shoot the niggers like crazy. I mean, sometimes I can pretend, oh, we can have racial federalism and let the niggers have Georgia. Alabama and Mississippi, and we would have to have a blood thesis in the world. Fuck that. You know? I mean, hell. What the hell you know, is the point of having a civil war if you can't shoot dead niggers and Jews and beaners? But best of all, skin out with your traitors. That's the most fun part. That's the most fun part. Let's understand who our biggest enemies are. I've been locked up in that house. I got locked up in that house. You know, I was talking to my friend, the old claw hammer Jimbo. Yeah, <laughs> curse of the claw hammer. Now, I'm trying to help work him out because what happens is his nutty daddy pulled the gun on him and yapped some shit about how two men can keep a secret if one of them, if one of them are dead, and allowed Claw Hammer Jimbo to run into the garage, come back with a Claw Hammer, and whap old daddy 13 times in the head. Now, maybe Jimbo shouldn't have done that. But Jimbo wasn't fearing for his life at the time, and so he took the pistol, he took the pickup Truck and he went ahead and ran because he was a fairly good credit card thief. He managed to stay on the loose for over 90 days. And two American most wanted, uh, you know, chases. But in any case, uh, what happens is that a couple years later, Nutty Old Mother comes up to Nutty Daddy's favorite book about how to commit suicide. And the, thumb, the part that's thumbed the most is have somebody you don't like kill you. So I'm working, I'm working on Clawhammer Jimbo saying, hey, look, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm tired of staying in this dead house of life here. I want to go to trial. I want a public pretender. And look at this way. Three things will happen. Either they'll say I'm not guilty by reason, not guilty, not by reason of sanity, but you know, not guilty because, hey, Daddy wanted me to kill him, and I thought he was for real. I didn't know the stuff about, you know, the, the book here, the Suicide Log Log book. And I thought, you know, 
I mean, I, you know, I thought first trade, he went for the 11 claw hammer, whack him 13 times. Synchronicity, like Jimbo says. You know, 13 was his dad's favorite number. <laughs> it's Jimbo's sort of favorite number, too. So anyway, you know, so anyway, he'll hear be found not guilty for, well, not guilty for uh, my reason of, uh, well, self-defense. Either that or he'll be found guilty of manslaughter and have to do seven years, of which he's already served 13 or 14 of them, in which case he'll be turned loose, or second-degree murder. In which case, you know, the range from Missouri is what? Seven to usually 15 years. So, <laughs> you know, even if things go badly, he'll have an update. You know what I mean? And soon. And we'd be eligible for a halfway house. So that's pretty well one of the projects for this year. But how'd I get on to that? How'd I get on to that? Civil War and killing. I don't know how I got on to that. How did I get on to Jimbo? Well, uh, what happens is that my... Uh, what happens my uh, train of thought isn't easily derailed, but it is easily shifted onto another track. <laughs> okay, Civil War II. Someone like myself understands the flow of history. Understands that, you know, I, I won't go so far as Dewey Tucker does because I don't believe in reincarnation and I do believe in free will. But I pointed out, I pointed out that Adolf Hitler was doomed to lose because Yahweh wanted the Jews to be in the way to destroy Yahweh's servant nation of white people, of Israelites, so that Israelites would have no choice but to, in turn, rise up and destroy their Zog Babylon, to destroy the Jews, and to destroy the treasonous Uyghurs. Now, in the last month or so, a federal judge has ruled that, guess what? I never knew that a lawyer, a mere lawyer, had absolute immunity to write stupid papers which essentially encourage encourage somebody else to kill off and embezzle the estate of the person he's supposed to be guarding. guarding. But I'm not surprised. This sort of thing happened way back in 1971 when you know, my grandmother, Jenny, went ahead and killed her husband, my grandfather, Martin Samuelson. But she had to give a you know, good deal of Martin's money to lawyers. Here in, here in Midtown, Missouri, it's sufficient to say that, hey, as long as I'm, you know, go ahead and kill your mother, as long as it puts your brother, Martin Linstead, out. And we don't even know who you are. Other than we know you're Martin Linstead's brother, and we want to fight. So we have an ongoing civil war, which both sides are working to create. Now, the Zog Babylon side has far more power. It has the vast majority of Uyghurs supporting it. But, my 
my side, you know, leading to the Great Tribulation, making sure it's bloody, making sure it kills 90% of the Uyghurs, sends the traitors and their spawn screaming to hell like I was one of to do. You know, it's not me that's going to do it. It's me helping, you know, helping the path, the historical path to least resistance, head to its inevitable conclusion. You see, both water and shit, they go downhill. It takes effort to pump water uphill. It really does. Water doesn't normally flow uphill. You have to have a pump. You have to have you have to have a mechanical contrivance to put it up you know, put it upstream. Put it uphill against gravity. It, it just wants to go to the lowest location as a shit. Liquid shit especially. So what the tide of history is doing is it is headed toward what, you know, us and Christian Denny call the Great Tribulation. What the rest would call oh the Great Collapse the great die-off, you know, the sinking and foundering of the Jew-S-S Bay Chick Antic. You know, Zod Babylon is not in good shape. Not at all. It's in piss-poor shape, in fact. So what we do is we see what is going on here. Something like happened in South Carolina is a good thing as far as we're concerned. A very good thing. We're not surprised by it. Now, since it's a ways away, there's no need to make a good thing, a big deal about it. No need to stir it. It's what? Oh, about a thousand miles or so away or more. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it at all. But in this bowel movement, you'll end up having Jews like Linda, and he'll whine and yap about Golden Dawn, and others will come to me he was talking about how, oh, Andre the nigger, <clears throat> Andre the nigger is, I guess, someone who, you know, should be, you know, he should be expected to bitch and piss and moan about white women. And, uh, you know, no, uh, Andre the nigger sort of likes Filipino women, but in any case, there's nothing much going on in the movement. Right now, right now, it's just simply all a matter of what is impinging on the outside world, outside to the movement. But let's do understand, let's do understand that there's a slower history. Yahweh is getting to where he wants, what he wants done. 150 years ago, Robert E. Lee, and I read a book about, oh, a number of years ago, maybe a decade ago, called April 1865. And let me see, what the, you know, it, it was republished and I bought it for $1.99 on my Kindle the other day, yesterday. Let's see, where is it? going to books. Okay. My author, recent. Let's see. He'll come up here in a minute. 
Okay. April 1865 by Jay Winnick, W-I-N-I-K. And Jay Winnick is pointing out that April 1865, yes, the South had lost at least that stage of the war. On April 1st, on April 1st, the pretty well the siege against Richmond, Virginia, the so-called capital of the Confederate States of America, couldn't be maintained. So soon, the next day, it was abandoned, and parts of it burned, and dishonest Abe Lincoln, the first Melungeon president, you know, the murderer and tyrant, came by and seen it here on April 2nd. Of course, he didn't have too much longer to live. And so now that Richmond is taken here, there's no sense in defending St. Petersburg, this ring of trenches around it, even though even though it can't really be held anymore. The North is bringing forth you know, an army which cannot really be defeated by the outnumbered, what, six, seven, eight, nine, ten to one Confederates. So Robert E. Lee, he's going to try to lift the siege and run away. He's going to run South and west, he's going to try to meet up with General Joseph Johnson somewhere in North Carolina who's been pushed back by Sherman. And these two armies are going to try to meet together and defeat in detail the Union like they had before under Stonewall Jackson. If they can't meet up, what they're going to do is they're going to break up. They're going to break up and start a low-level civil war, you know, a guerrilla warfare against Zog Babylon, you know, the triumphant north. Now, folks, there are a lot of people who bitch about the Ku Klux Klan. It started as a joke by a bunch of law students in the late summer, early fall of 1865 in Pulaski, Tennessee. Started out as a joke. And then they found out what they already knew here, that the niggers had a hatred of white men, but their biggest thing was fear. So that joke, that joke little secret society, a little ha-ha-ha-ha-ha, guess what? We can use it. And what happens is through the Ku Klux Klan, the first one, they did wage a sort of guerrilla warfare. But uh, I don't know if you ever, you've probably seen All Gone with the Wind. The, the, book was, the book was a little bit bigger. It had a few little plots which were not absorbed, even in that big, long film. I love Gone with the Wind, the book and the movie. But the Ku Klux Klan was really the first white civil rights, you know, white civil rights group here. And uh, unlike, <laughs> unlike today, 
They didn't pretend to be nonviolent. <laughs> so what they did is that they waged, they waged, they continued the sort of civil war. Now this was this was very low level guerrilla warfare. But in ten years, an actual Democrat named Samuel Tilden from New York actually won the electoral vote. And so there was a deal that whether Ford behaves, who probably wasn't a bad president for a Republican, would become the you know would become the new pro. You know, Republican Ulysses S. Grant. Why he's had a number, he's had a number of you know of scandals in his administration. He's out. Whether fraud behaves is in. But guess what? The South, the Reconstruction is going to end. It's going to end in South Carolina. It's going to end in North Carolina, Virginia, Louisiana. It's going to end and the nigger will be put back in his proper place. That's what happened. Now, if white men were of the same caliber as they were in 1865, then things would be much the same now. White nationalism could be, really, rather than what's pretended, because guess what? Niggers are scared of white men, and so are Jews. Every single nigger sees even the most wimpy, pussified white man. She's a Klansman. I mean, shoot, I, you know, I mean, I mean, really. You know, I mean, you know, I've never seen a nigger yet who said, you're not a Klansman. <laughs> never seen a nigger who said that. The same way with Jews. Every single white man, he, he can be the most faggoty sort of character. They see a potential Nazi, if not a real one. Of course, I've never had any Jew or nigger say, you're not a Nazi, you're not a clansman, you're not a racist asshole. But, you know, I mean, we're, talk, we're talking about sort of faggoty-looking characters. Let's understand that this, quote, rule of law, which they don't follow, is essentially an admission of guilt that when it comes down to hard power, they don't have the ability to be Joseph Stalin, even though we're not really a bunch of hard iron men, Bolsheviks, or Sin Fein, or anything else here. It doesn't take very much to keep things stirred up and to keep things essentially where they could run. But here's Robert E. Lee. He's gotten too smart too late. You see, Robert E. Lee, what he should have done, and what the Richmond government should have done, Robert E. Lee wanted to be the next George Washington. But George Washington, like I've said time and time and time again, he wanted, to be, he wanted to be George Washington, too. But after he got his ass whipped and nearly got his army and the revolution destroyed in 1777 at the Battle of Long Island, George Washington never, ever again fought the British unless he thought he could win. 
and he had at least one escape route, preferably two or three. By this time, Robert Lee's escape routes are gone. Let's say he had been captured, and let's say he had made peace of Appomattox. The same thing happened during the Boer War of 1898 to 1902. The Boers won the first bunch of battles. They inflicted hideous casualties upon the British. Every Boer, every Boer child here was a very good shot. He had to live with the he had to live with the wildlife of Africa. Very good shot. Here are these British running around, walking up the hills and getting their heads blown off by these by these Mauser rifles with magazines. We're being killed by the thousands. Winston Churchill, he's around. You know, Mahatma Gandhi, he's there as a stretcher bearer. Both Churchill and Gandhi, from my year in one battlefield, I think they were within five or ten miles of each other. Never met personally, but, you know, there they were. But the Boers. Eventually, they got ground down, and they had to surrender two of their armies. They had a they had a military disaster. What they do? They broke up in what they called commandos, groups of men on pony, on their horses, with their rifles, with a few provisions, living off the land, living off the farms. Dividing into groups which would split up, but they were followed. You know, as much as maybe a thousand, but very seldom, usually about 100 men or less. And they would break up into other groups. And then they would meet and agree to bond place, and then they would, they would have the superiority, and they would turn upon their attackers, their pursuers, and destroy them. And that guerrilla war, that guerrilla war lasts for what two years or so. But you have Lord Kitchener; he was a practitioner of total warfare, like Bill Sheridan. What does he do? He puts up blockhouses. But more to the point, what he does is he burns down four civilian farms. And he takes her women and children and puts them in a, quote, concentration camp to concentrate them. The very first concentration camps were not created by Adolf Hitler. He said that he got the idea about reading a book, about reading a book from, from uh, the Boer War about concentration camps. The very first concentration camp was not embedded by Adolf Hitler. It's embedded by Lord Kitchener. He carried out. And it got to where if you were a female Boer or child, you had a bigger chance of dying than your than your daddy, who was imprisoned in what? Oh, the island of Helena, where they put Napoleon. 
you had a bigger chance of dying than if you were a Boer soldier, a Boer guerrilla, commando. You had a better chance of dying, not from a bullet, but from dysentery, typhoid, not enough rations. Folks, if they've been Jews, they've been Jews, why, you'd have had little barbed wire, oh, please, but oh, we lost. You know, the Germans killed, uh, the British killed six million of us. Oh, they. So, eventually, the Boers surrendered. And one of them was very smart, Jenny Smith. Very intelligent man. He was called Slim Jenny, very smart. And he ended up becoming prime minister of South Africa several times. And he brought the boys on top. In case. That's what Robert E. Lee was halfway thinking of doing. But by then it was too late. And it wasn't Yahweh's will that it should happen, by the way. Civil War One could have gone on and on and on because it was with even a rarer instance of Civil War that the Ku Klux Klan managed to wear down the North to where, hey, it's time for the war to end. Because you got to remember, 400,000 northern casualties, 300,000 or more Confederate casualties. And yes, the South suffered far more because those outnumbered. But the North suffered too. And they decided they didn't want anything more. So what to do today here with our people? Well, folks, in white nationalism, you cannot create a preponderance of people running around because Zog Babylon will destroy you. What we must do is have a commando of one or two, preferably one. Now, am I talking about lone wolves? Well, no, because it ends up becoming lone tards and becomes mandatory. Folks, let's understand something. Let us hate this government. Let us, you know, nothing that this government does is right. Everything this government does is murderous, is Jew-infested. The smartest thing I've ever seen, the smartest analysis I've ever seen was by a Jew named Kaplan. Way back in the 1990s, talking about the fight between Christian identity and the Jew establishment. He called what was happening on both sides mutual delegitimization. And what he was saying is that the Jews want to kill us all, so they want, especially against Christian Day, they want to justify killing us out of hand. And we, on the other hand, we preach the same thing. We preach that there cannot be any agreement, any liking, any understanding, any peace between this regime. 
I myself preach that there is no such thing as innocence in a racial, religious, and class civil war. The one side, one side seeking power, must destroy the other side and destroy anybody who goes along with them. Because we are the weaker. We must justify anything that happens to regime criminals. All together, there can be no innocence on the other side. Because I bet that pig, I bet that pig may have had a little baby girl. Is she responsible for him killing a nigger? Yeah. If you're a nigger, if you're a nigger, well, you must understand and say, hey, there's no such thing as good white people. But the problem of is niggers are feckless critters. If it wasn't for white people, they'd all die off here, certainly in America. It's pigs which keep the niggers alive. Because for all practical purposes, I'm not I'm not whining about oh why my family used to own slaves. Well no they didn't. I own nothing to niggers. If I could if I could get them if I could get an agreement to where we would have racial peace here, we would have ethno nationalism, well I guess I'd go along with that. And then I'd work on the Reconquista. That's not the way things are going to go. It's going to go to where the violence is going to escalate up and up and up. People like myself here, why, shoot, I'm sort of like a white Al Sharpton here, so to speak. I'm not looking for some money or coontang or anything like that here. The end result I see is our side can only be successful and 90% of the Uyghurs are dead. Because when 90% of the Uyghurs are dead, how are you going to justify leaving regime criminals police? Lawyers, judges, traitors alive. There won't be enough to feed everyone. So only our side can survive. If you're a face, let's say you are here, you are in a, oh, a cable car. Go high above a chasm. You got 20 figures at the other end of the car. You got a rifle, they don't. But you only have about five shots. You only have about five shots. You got about 20 figures who are, you know, bang for your blood, want to tear you to put pieces. You have a couple of Jews who are whipping them up, a bunch of niggers, beaners, whatever. You have about 40 or 50 to 1. It's you. You're the rifle, you, but you only have five bullets. It's a bullet action rifle, too. What to do? Let me tell you what to do. Lean out the window, but make sure you can swing the rifle up. What you do is you aim at the coupling, which holds the cable car to the cable. Shoot at it. The whole thing, the whole thing is to pretty well give your side the same possibility of survival 
as your 50 enemies, including Uyghur traders. You are aiming at the coupling which holds the cable car on the cable. You're shooting at it to destroy it. You're shooting at it to make that cable car, with you in it, but with your 50 enemies, like Samson, to fall into the gulch. You're praying to Yahweh for a sure aim. And chances to, you know, long enough time for you to accomplish your aim and let Yahweh decide the winner. That's what you do. That's what you do. Folks, the Civil War is gaining steam. It's inevitable what is going to happen. Our side is going to win. All we have to do is harden our hearts and destroy everyone who's not on our side without without worrying about innocent little baby girls who lived in Sodom or in the cities of Benjamin during the Civil War. First Civil War between Benjamin and the rest of Israel. Those who stand against Yahweh and Yahweh's servant, servant nation need to die. There's, only, there's no such thing as this. There's only sides. Your side, whatever it does, is absolutely right. Their side, whatever they do, no matter how noble they are, is absolutely wrong. Your side is right. Their side, the other side, the enemy side, Satan's side, is wrong. Until you get in that mind frame, there can be no possibility of victory. Because we are outnumbered a hundred or a thousand to one. The only way we're going to be a majority is if we kill and kill and kill and kill. That's what we need to think about. That's what we need to get our mindset on. Well, you have a diseased mind. Well, no, I have a ruthless mind. I know what I want. I want these evildoers to die. I want them to be sent screaming to hell. I hate them. They need to die. Not a matter of law, a matter of power. And if you don't have the will to power, that means you don't have the will to survive. If you don't have the will to survive, you might as well just crawl off and die somewhere and stop fucking around, playing at whatever the hell you're playing around at. That's what you need to do. Robert E. Lee, Robert E. Lee didn't really want to win that civil war. Robert E. Lee could have won the Civil War if he'd been more like Nathan Bedford Forrest. But he wasn't. It wasn't Yahweh's will that that war be won. Any more than, you know, hit, you know the, it was Hitler's war to win. 
now we are to to the last days. We must understand. We must understand is that hey, there's nothing. There's nothing more to go back to. There's nothing more to lay down with. There's nothing more to. Oh, please let us just simply rest for reserve. There are no more reserves on either side, really. There's only there's only the last sprint. Less than a hundred yards to the end. So for now we wait our time and we wait our opportunity. Our opportunities will arise more and more and more and more. Yeah, I would like to see. I would like to see them niggers, you know, them fucking niggers rise up and be gunned down and kill pigs and all that. I love seeing that. I love seeing the Russians and the Chinese form their own, form their own trading organizations and cutting Zog Babylon out. I don't like a bunch of slimy Greeks saying, screw you, European Union, we're not going to pay. I like like what happened, though, where some Jew boy working for the Southern Party Law Center goes out to visit the niggers in Oakland. He gets gunned down by two thieving niggers and poor old fat Heidi Byrick. I like it when a Jew boy like Alex Winter bleeds out the ass here and pretends to be relevant. I like it when a Jew like Rabbi Fink runs around and reads books from 1969 or about Gilgamesh or the Egyptian Book of the Dead and pretends to be a C.I. dentist scholar. I like when the pincer possum is running and going ass to mouth and will lick the dick. I think it's hilarious. Everything comes to the end that you come to. You see, the flow of history, it's sort of like water and shit. It all flows downhill. And those who would know how to run things, they're on the right side of history. purpose of anyone claiming to be a white nationalist, the purpose of anyone claiming to be a true Israelite dentist, a true Israelite who knows his identity, knows his religious, what he's supposed to speak, what he's supposed to do religiously, a true son of God should know what is you know what he is, who he is, and should act accordingly. And when he cannot prevail, just simply have nothing to do with it. But you know, in any case here, there is nothing the government which does is right. The government is evil, the government is safe. Anyone who sides with the government is evil and sides with Satan. 
If they're white, they're traitors. Need to be destroyed. We're not going to want a Gertrude Stein lesbian democratic work camp for wayward fudge packers. You're on one side or you're on the other. And those who want who try to worm their way in the middle are gonna be shot at by both sides. They're gonna be they're gonna be the dead cadavers in no man's land. So anyway, I that's pretty well that's pretty well what I wanted to say here on April ninth, twenty fifteen. Our 50 years ago, Civil War One ended. Pretty much was over. Right now, 150 years later, Civil War Two. It's in you know it's in its beginning stages. It's not as, it's not the beginning of the beginning. It's sort of like the middle of the beginning. Soon will be to the end of the beginning. And that's going to heat the heat up. That's going to go ahead and get really interesting. So, folks, I'm going to go ahead and take a break. I'm going to go ahead and say hail victory. I'll get to you, John, in a minute. Hold on. 
Okay, service denied. Compose, come on. John, you have to hold up because I'm going to have to reboot here in a minute. Come on.
Maybe I'm not messed up. Who knows? Okay, we're back, and I uh, just unmuted uh, ANSSMC. Can you hear me? Hey, Pastor, how's it going? Well enough. Uh, I'm having a few computer difficulties, but uh, you know, can't save the chat. But on the other hand, uh, the service wasn't disconnected, so I'm I'm back here. Uh, I think I talked for about an hour and a half on your show earlier. Uh, we were talking about, uh, well, mainly about, uh, oh, the shooting of that nigger named Walter Scott. He wasn't Sir Walter Scott. He was nigger Walter Scott. Uh, by some white pig, or well, he looked more like a wop to me, but you know, essentially the you know the pig just went ahead and just you know shot this nigger, and it was it was recorded on a video camera. And then the question is, what's going to happen next year? And a lot of people expect the Ferguson, and I think that's possible. You know, niggers don't need too much excuse to riot, but on the other hand, it doesn't have some of the you know you know pretty well in Ferguson. You know, there should have been there should have been there should have been an actual trial of it. Unless you're unless you're willing to say that niggers have no part and if they get shot by white pigs, why no big deal. Okay? Yeah, right. So if you're gonna pretend the Zog Babylon is it, it's not really it's not really a nation, it's it, it's essentially is a uh, it's an empire. Which has a whole bunch of uh, critters in it, like all empires. It has fewer and fewer and fewer of the founding stock, which created it. And like all empires, it's going to collapse. It's going to break apart. 
it's going to essentially destroy itself. The question is, is that uh, when? So, you know, I, I pretty well stated my views here. What what do you think is going to happen then? What, in South Carolina? Yeah. Uh, I think you were pretty um, right on and are, you know, basically on the NSSNC show uh as far as uh, they're going to prosecute this uh, pig and he's going to get convicted and either get life in prison or the death sentence and uh, nothing else is going to come out of it. Well, I think there'll be more coming out of it. Uh, I think it I think it should scare the fuck out of pigs. That here's what, you know, they do, as they look at it, they're the thin blue line, which is, Saving, which is saving here the the nation here from nick of violence, and you know it, it is going to piss them, it is going to piss them off that one of their own is going to be tried and more likely convicted. Yeah, <laughs> I don't I don't think he'll actually get the death. Penalty. If he does get the death penalty, I'll just you know I'll, I'll think it's hilarious here, you know, but. Uh, yeah, I, I I do think I do think that he will be tried and convicted. Uh, at the same time, you uh, you have this, uh, you know, they found they found this uh, oh this Chechen character who uh, I, I believe he probably did set up a bunch of these here pressure cooker bombs or whatever, and it did kill somebody. It may have been it may have been half you know partially Zog influenced. You know, they may have known what would happen. Maybe they went along with it, so like 911. But uh, essentially, uh, his prost- his uh, public pretender said, well, yes, uh, he did it. He did it. Now they're going to the penalty phase. And uh, I don't think it'll make that much difference because what do you got, about 30 counts you know, 30 counts, which calls for either death penalty or life imprisonment. So they can give them what? Oh, they can go ahead and give them 10 death penalties, you know, death, 10 death penalties and 20, uh, you know, 20 life imprisonments. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> well, right. Uh, um, you, know, you know, after that bombing, there's a 15-day waiting period on pressure cookers now, right? I didn't know that here. You know, I'm glad I got mine in, although I only have two of them right now that work. No, I I was just kidding. It's a bad joke, but, you know, the 15-day waiting period. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, no, I've I've been listening to you from the uh, the beginning of the show, and the reason I called in is an old joke came up to mind, and uh, I'm sure a lot of us older people, you know, the elder people out here that uh, have some, uh, uh, you know, scruples and whatnot, um, have probably heard this joke. Uh, um, well, basically, it was what a cowboy, an Indian, and a nigger, all three sitting at a bar, all three uh, ordered a shot of whiskey. The Indian uh, mouthed the shot off the uh, the table and and found before he found it, he said, "One from are many, but now we're a few." A uh, fucking nigger did the same thing, but before he pounded his shot, he goes, well, once we were a few, but now we're a mini. And cowboy did, you know, pounced his uh, drink off the uh, the bar, and uh, 
looked over at the nigger and said, we ain't played Cowboys and niggers yet, boy. Down his <laughs> shot. <laughs> okay. Old, old joke, but, uh, you know, uh, it, it's kind of true. I mean, you know, I mean, it, it really, we haven't played Cowboys and niggers yet, and, um, I mean, I, I think it's coming, and uh, I feel it coming on, uh, just with uh, what, what is going on in today's society, and uh, just the way things are rolling. Okay, are you uh, what you're having a you're having a what you're having a uh, thing in June or something like that, Illinois? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a national conference, a national uh, conference in, uh, on June fifth, fifth, sixth, and seventh, uh, which is uh, the the national uh, national Aryan Nation Citizens Souls Motorcycle Clubs national conference. Um, which there are several different uh, clubs that uh, are, are are showing up. Um, I'm not going to name clubs because some of them don't want to be named, and I don't know who I can say and what and who I can't. And so, therefore, I'm not going to say anybody. But uh, the uh, the creator movement it will be there uh, with a ban and everything. Uh, basically, we moved from a 5,000 square foot building to a 22,000 square foot building. Um, so our national clubhouse is 22,000 square foot, um, which will pretty much provide for anybody that shows up and everybody will be fed. And um, basically it's, um, it's I, unless you go there, I mean, it's really hard to explain. Um, you know, uh, you, you go between groups and um, you talk to, I mean, like we have uh, we have one guy from uh, Siberia. We call him Dragon, and uh, I mean, uh, you know, he's really hard to understand. But I mean, he's a really good dude, and I mean, he speaks of what is going on as far as Putin and and his region, you know. And we have other people from uh, different regions, and uh, they're really hard to understand. And uh, but I mean, you you get kind of a uh, a, a Basically, a camaraderie and a kinsmanship with these uh, these other individuals from different uh, countries, and um, it's just um, it's you, you see different perspectives from different walks of life, basically. Okay. Oh, sounds okay to me. Uh, you know, maybe uh, you know, maybe I can attend the. Uh be a Skype conference here. I'll just uh, pick up the, uh, you know, pick up the, uh, I'll put up the uh, paper in front of the video camera here and call in via video Skype or something like that. Maybe it can be recorded or whatever. I mean, I'll do a YouTube video or something. Uh, let's see here. Uh, well, I, I did talk to uh, Mel about that, you know, and um, we might do a Skype meeting and, um, you know, uh, put you on and uh, with other, uh, you know, members uh, from Germany and Australia and uh, Canada and, you know, all over the world that cannot attend. I mean, we do we do include them regardless if they can't show up or not. Um, you know, I mean, we do have a meeting where they can see people and, and what, what is going on in the clubhouse and uh, the functions that we're doing and everything else. So, um, you know, I mean, it was a good idea, you know, um, 
and uh, I'm, I'm definitely going to include you in that. Okay. Well, that sounds. You know, that sounds. Uh, that sounds. Well, that sounds pretty good. I mean, you know, you can you can buy you can buy a cheap laptop with a you know, with a camera or what have you for less than three hundred dollars. And so that that is less than it costs to go somewhere in real life. Oh yeah, I mean the the clubhouse already has a, a laptop or a computer there. It's got surveillance and everything else. So I mean it's not uh, it's not like something not doable. I mean it's already ha- it already has the internet and uh, um, you know pretty much everything everything you can possibly think of. Okay, did you move from your previous clubhouse then or something? Uh, well, actually, we still have that clubhouse, and that was 5,000 oh, okay. square foot. And, oh, okay. uh, and that might be where we're parking our motorcycles, or um, we might use that as overflow or, or whatever it needs to be used as. But it's also on, I believe, a half acre or three-quarters of an acre and had a lot of grass around it where you can pitch tents and everything else if you needed to. So we might use that as overflow. But uh, uh, a 22,000-square-foot building, I really don't think that uh, we'll need much more than that because uh, I think you could put up quite a few people in um, a building the size of uh, a normal grocery store. Okay. So what they do? Were they able to buy one or rent one or something like that then? Uh, well, it's rented for the time being, but I think it's a rent-to-own. I'm not 100% sure on that, but, um, yeah, it's a huge building. It's zoned um, for what we need it to be zoned for, you know, is a uh, a clubhouse, uh, you know, slash whatever, and, uh, you know, to where, um, you know, it keeps everything uh, legal and legit on our side of the coin. Okay. Do you have a website as well, then? Well, yeah. I mean, but uh, well, I think somebody put uh, Long Island Brian put up the website. Uh, to, to, uh, yeah, Long Island Brian okay. put the website up. Uh, pretty much uh, uh, of the last year's National Congress. And uh, if he, if you guys go into that, you'll see me there. I'm uh, SSJD on there. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, Long Island Brian put that up, and uh, yeah, last year's National Congress was a a, a pretty good turnout. Uh, they could have been better. We had some guys from Ohio that didn't show up, and um, some other people from uh, Florida that that didn't show up. And uh, but I mean, it was still a very very good turnout. I mean, there was uh, the clubhouse was packed. I actually spent um, yeah, I, we actually went over to Dennis's house in Wood River. And uh, that would be Mel, uh, myself, and uh, and Brooke uh, went over to Dennis's house in uh, Wood River, Illinois, and and spent the night there just because the the clubhouse was packed. Okay, I I was just I was just wondering. This seems to be a blog spot or something like that. I don't trust Google very much, so I mean, Brian Real was able to take down my. Uh, Take down my uh, well Google. I had a Google uh, web page, and Bario took it down. And you know, Google doesn't, doesn't have any problem with censorship. So, uh, you know, hopefully, you have your own uh, website, which is outside 
which is outside of that here. You know what I mean? Well, we do. I don't have it on hand. Um, actually, yeah, long on. Brian just posted up. It's www.statisticsoulsmc.org, uh, which uh, will get you on our main website. We have, uh, you know, uh, the ambassadors there, which I'll be listed as one, and Mel will be listed as one, and Kevin will be listed as one. The national president is Dennis McGiffin, which... Uh, was part of the uh, was actually dubbed the order in um, to the new order and kept uh, Pastor Butler going uh, with doing um, you know at that time illegal activities to keep the white movement uh, moving and um, which you know back in those days that's what it took um, and did his time and everything else but uh, Dennis, Dennis McGiffin is a hell of a guy uh, he knows who he's talking about. Uh, Rio's a cunt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just reading the uh, chat and talking at the same time. But uh, Dennis is one hell of a president. Um, he keeps up the laws and the bylaws and everything passed and changes our constitution. So it keeps us out of jail, basically, you know, and it keeps us legal. So we're abiding by all laws and, and uh, that are passed and, you know, and whatnot. That way, uh, you know, uh, we don't have to worry about anything. Okay. Well, I'm looking at your I'm looking at your pictures, something like that here. So, uh, well, that's about it here. I'm I'm not really much of a motorcyclist. I I prefer to ride a four wheeler. So, any case here, <laughs> let's. Okay, I've seen the other. I've seen the other uh, click here. Uh, I've left the planet. Well, I the call has ended. Uh, I don't see what you. Know, uh, let's see. <laughs> I think it is a tard who is having fun right now. I well, don't I, think yeah, I, yeah, I was re- I was reading that going, what the hell? But yeah, I'm yeah, trying to click on that. photos right now. And now I'm seeing. Now I'm seeing that it hasn't. End it. You know what I mean? So <laughs> right. You might like Dagger Alley that we have posted. Uh, I mean, that's got your favorite person up there in Dagger Alley, and uh, uh, it's it's very humorous to say the least. What's this again? Uh, Dagger Alley. Okay. I guess I don't. I'm well, not quite sure. My catch. My catch. I'm not sure I catch that. Um, did you uh, click into the sadisticsouls.org? No, I didn't click that one yet. I'm I'm having a I'm having sort of uh, my computer's acting real slow because we got a whole bunch of windows out. And what I should do is I should have start I should have uh, rebooted before I started up here. Yeah, if you click the uh, org and then go to Dagger Alley, it's got your buddy on there, and um, you'll be thoroughly amused with that. Uh, oh, my buddy? Uh, uh, well, not really your buddy, but, you know, a mutual friend of ours. Okay. You're talking about Mo Gullet, uh what I find is old Rodney pretending that he is an actual Aryan Nation's head of something here. And I'm trying to think. 
Uh, who made him? Who made him the head of anything? Uh, <laughs> uh, Tom, Tom, uh, yeah, I'm going go it. Um, well, he self-proclaimed. Um, basically, the what he did was, um, you know, after Pastor Butler died, uh, you know, pretty much everybody was still in jail, and after he got out of out of Fed prison for his uh, cocaine uh, addicted uh, conspiracy to rob a bank, he held the uh, the first national congress after um, Pastor Butler had died, so therefore he is now self-proclaimed world Aryan leader, um, which uh, I do want to um, uh, emphasize on self-proclaimed. He's never met Pastor Butler. Um, He has never, I mean, he has basically just letters from Pastor Butler as ordaining him in a soft drawer, according to him, and um, to me, that's not – I mean, if Pastor Butler really thought this individual was somebody, he would have came down and met him. I mean, I, I know, uh, you know, Pastor Butler, you know, as a family member, I know what kind of man he was from what I've heard from family stories. If uh, if he thought anybody was anything, he would have went down there and met him. He would have not just wrote him a letter and said, oh, okay, you're, you're, a, you're an ordained uh, CI minister. You know, uh, you know that that doesn't happen. I mean, you've even well, you know, I've heard a lot. I've heard a lot of people claim a number of things, and I have no idea. But I mean, some of some of it's sort of ridiculous. What I'd heard, what I'd heard is that uh, Mugellet he uh, he was such a crackhead that even Ray Redford was given pretty well pressure to where hey. Uh, we can't have him around now. The this old guy who was a Klansman who actually did the you know, who actually managed things here. I think he's dead now because I tried to call his phone a month or so ago and uh, the phone's been disconnected. But I think you know, the guy was what ninety one years old, so he's probably dead. He's probably died, you know, within the last six months. But uh, yeah, I mean. Gillette, Gillette would just get in trouble. Gillette would be in you know, would just get in trouble all the time. And Ray Redford, according to this book, said, I've known, I've known most since high school. Trouble follows him like a stray dog. And from what I gather, they, uh, Redford just had, you know, was pretty well told he had to kick Gillette out here. And he was wanting to kick Gillette out, too, because Gillette just kept on screwing up and getting in trouble. And, uh, the next to the last straw was when he, uh, oh, when he beat when he beat up this, uh, you know, beat up this woman and tore up his tore up her shop. Who, you know, you know, she had her own she had her own business here, and Gillette uh, got drunk and Gillette uh, got drunk and tore up her shop, and Ray Redford went over there and beat his ass, and you know, Gillette didn't learn a damn thing from it, so he kicked Gillette out of the. Uh, you know, out of the Ohio area nations, and then you know he went up there to marry somebody else, and Gillette uh, went in and stole some of his tools and sold it for cocaine money. So anyway, uh, you know I remember I remember uh, I hadn't heard. You see, I, I lived here in Southwest Missouri, and the Ozarks is one of the bigger hubs of Christian identity activity. Now it's all it's all across 
It's all across the nation, but the number two is in eastern Tennessee and western North Carolina. You know, the hillbillies sort of like that here. And then the then the third the third is sort of like in the western areas like Idaho, uh, you know, Idaho and Montana and places like that here. But it's just the third to the Ozarks and the uh, to the Ozarks and. Uh, Oh, you know, the the Appalachians here. Uh, Right now they're doing a big thing about about 20 years of Spoonfart. Spoonfart was founded way back in 1995, and the Southern Pine Law Center is just flogging Spoonfart. Well, what what I see is pretty well the v bulletin and the rest of the stuff is it's sort of flagging, is what I see. But they're, they're making a big deal that about, I think, one of uh, Tom Robb's Tom Robb's son-in-laws who married one of his daughters. You know, I mean, I, I don't really have a problem with Tom Robb or anything like that here. But, uh, you know, I get, I get the feeling that Tom Robb really isn't into the Christian identity portion so much. But maybe he is. I don't know. I, I I don't have a problem with Tom Robb. I get along fairly well with Billy Roper. You know, in Harrison, you know, he, he lives now in Harrison, uh, Arkansas. He didn't he wasn't that crazy about Galette. But he wanted to support Rick Spring and Rick Spring was an agent it was essentially a was essentially a, a dog informant and he admitted as much in two thousand seven. So pretty well you know, pretty well, I was in rebellion against uh, what I'd been taught in the Worldwide Church of God from pretty well between the uh, between 1978 when I went off to college at the University of Missouri Walla, then joined the army for two years, then got out, went back to college, and then you know, then worked as a factory worker, and then worked as a truck driver, and I really didn't go back to Christian Dante. For about 15 years, and pretty well, I did go back to it, but uh, I found out about dual seed line, and I pretty well studied it, and I figured out the dual seed line was both biblically and scientifically more accurate. Because I'd, I'd asked, I'd asked as a child, I said, "Well, uh, why if it was just Adam and Eve and Cain and Abel?" And Cain has just killed Abel. Why doesn't why doesn't Adam and Eve have enough sense to tell their daughters and their sons too to stay away from Cain? You know what I mean? And where did Cain find his wife? And where did he get enough people? You know, where did he get enough people to found a city and name after his son? And then I'd ask, then I'd ask, uh, why if Noah was a man of perfect generation and there was just Noah and his wife and his sons and their wives. There was only just eight people aboard the ark. Why, you know, and the ark was worldwide. What happened? What happened to, uh, you know, how come you still got yellow people and niggers? And they'd say, well, you know, they'd say that, you know, that Japheth married a yellow woman and Shem married a white woman and Ham married a black woman, and that's why it was here. And that's says, so what's the big deal about yapping about racial purity in Noah if 
his sons are allowed to essentially board the ark. I mean, was the ark just a big old love boat? Did they chase the sheets every night? And they didn't really like it. You know, I, I was a I was an impudent you know, I was an impudent little pup when I was eighteen, nineteen, twenty. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't think you're much older than I. Huh? I don't think you're much older than I, but. Okay. Well, I'm I'm 57 and a half now, but yeah, I was an empty, I was an impudent pup here. You know, but I asked questions like that, and I really wasn't too I wasn't too satisfied with the answers. Well, that found out. I just said, hey, uh, you know these these uh, two seed line people, they hold they hold. There's only two seed lines, and one of them. One of them is the Adamic, you know, Adamic through, through Seth, through to Noah, through to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Israel, which was British Israelitism. You know, they're the good seed line. And that the Jews are the spawn of Satan. And the worldwide flood, there was no worldwide flood. It was just a local flood designed to drown out the Sejanitian Adamites. And that Cain was actually Sargon the Great. There were plenty of other people. And, uh, you know, and Samaramis and Nimrod. So essentially, you know, dual seed line was just simply, well, it was simply biblical. It was actually more biblical than Herbert the Perverse bullshit. You know what I mean? I had an argument, right. I had an argument with a retard with an idiot named Wes Walker. And I talked to Dewey uh, this morning for a couple hours, but uh, I, you know, I, I said that, uh, oh, Wes, well, he, uh, you know, on April first, I wanted to do the show with them on April first because I thought that would be, uh, you know, would be uh, fitting. But uh, he went over to see uh, Buddy Johnson in Eastern Tennessee, uh, about about thirty miles south in Massonville, Tennessee, and uh, old old uh, old Russ. Well, Russ, he went there, and he was traumatized to find out that they were plotting the murder of a sheep for Passover. You know, <laughs> some sheep, some sheep was going to bite the big one. So, old Russ was traumatized. See, the, you know, the sheep got his throat slit, and they saved the blood and did something like that. And <laughs> I was tempted to ask if Eli James' son-in-law was there. Because uh, that's about the only Egyptian I know. <laughs> See, I just the only Egyptian's son-in-law was there, but <laughs> he's an Egyptian. He's a cop, the Egyptian. So <laughs> I mean, if you're going to have Passover, you know, if you're going to have Passover, right? You ought to have the Egyptian, which means that you invite Eli James and his son-in-law to show up. But <laughs> But Eli James and son law weren't there. And so they spread the blood and oh they they went ahead and cooked they went ahead and cooked the lamb or something like that here. And uh Russ said he got freaked out by us. I said, Well Russ, you should have just simply left and come back with a bucket of Kentucky fried here, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> you know, but come back with a bucket of Kentucky fried you know, and uh, you know maybe some Trisket. <laughs> yeah, Optimum, Optimum FEMA um, basically asked, uh, you know, um, 
Yeah, we fly. Uh, we have swaths of flags in our clubhouse, and uh, is that is that uh, uh, against the Lord? No, that's actually a white supremacist flag. Just like uh, you know, nowadays the they consider the Confederate flag a white supremacist flag, even though that was uh, white brothers fighting white brothers over economics in um, you know the Civil War. Um, yeah, you know, but, but yeah, they yapped this shit. They yapped this shit about it was about slavery. And well, like, yeah, uh, I thought, it, I it thought, wasn't. Pastor, it wasn't about slavery. It was about economics. No, it wasn't about slavery. I mean, I, you know, I mean, I, I found out in 19, you know, 1998 when I ran a non-lawyer for for judge, you know, and I managed to get him to run for judge. He was able to run and stay on the ballot, you know, and stay out of jail because of it, but Anyway, I found out, uh, you know, the Missouri Constitution of 1820, you know what the Missouri Constitution of 1820 said? It said if any stupid hooker brings in free niggers, if he brings in free niggers, uh, it wasn't about slavery, if he brings in any free niggers, he gets a $1,000 fine and six years or six months hard labor, you know, in the jail at the time. So they didn't, they didn't want any free niggers in Missouri. That was part of the, you know, that was part of the pre, that was part of the deal to the eighteen twenty, you know, eighteen twenty, eighteen twenty one, Missouri Constitution, the very first Constitution. You know, you've heard of the Missouri Compromise, right? Missouri yeah. was going to be a, Missouri was going to be a slave state, and uh, so what they did is they detached the uh, the wilderness north of the Massachusetts Bay Colony. And called it Maine. So Maine was a free state. Missouri was a slave state. Well, you know, the Constitution of Missouri said is that no one is allowed to bring in any free niggers to Missouri. I don't know what will happen to a free nigger. I, I bet, I bet that before the evening was done, he wouldn't be a free nigger no more. <laughs> So, you know, it wasn't about slavery. I mean, shoot, in Missouri, in Missouri, why, hey, uh, free niggers do not belong. And a number of other states passed similar laws. They just got tired of, quote, free niggers. You know what I mean? Because, right. you, know, niggers are, you know, niggers are thieves. Niggers are, you know, niggers are just simply shiftless and lazy. You know, they're not used to they're not used to thinking and working. You know, when they're mulattoes, they're even more dangerous. They were out in the family. She, you know, she, she believes a bunch of stupid Catholic shit here, which is, you know, I guess fine if you're, you're a Catholic, which I'm not. You know what I mean? No, I'm not Catholic. I'm, I'm CI. Who the hell put this up? Uh, <laughs> oh, does it, yeah, guess 30, does this look like a white civilization, organization to you? It's got uh, Dennis McGiffin and uh, uh, S.S. Mel in it, and uh, at, at uh, Dennis's house, um, that was uh, last year, and um, no, I, yeah, that, that, we, were, we were having a party, so um, yeah, if you don't like that, then oh well. <laughs> oh well, I mean... You know, I think you heard during my monologue in the first half is that the Ku Klux Klan 
was well, it was both a it was both a civil it was a white civil rights group here. Of course, they'd also say it was a terrorist organization. But what it did is it accomplished what it needed to accomplish. It it pretty well it pretty well told the North is that guess what? You're not going to be able to force us to you know put niggers above us here. Let them run wild. Let them rape white white women. I don't know if you ever you know you, you did you ever see Gone with the Wind the movie with Clark Gable and Vivian Lee and all that you know all that. Uh, I think only Ann Rutherford's the only one who's still alive of the uh, original cast here. She's what ninety something. Yeah. Did you ever see Gone with the Wind? I, I love that movie. I think a couple times. But you know where Miss Scarlet, Miss Scarlet, she's she's running around her carriage, and she's nearly raped by two niggers. Did you ever see that? So, yeah, actually, I watched so Gone, with, did, Gone with the Wind back in, what, the 70s, was it? Oh, yeah. I mean, I've I seen it the first time, I think, in 1960, 1967. They, they had it playing again. You know, I, it was, I thought it was quite a movie here. Anyway, yeah, old Scarlett O'Hara, she's about to be raped by niggers. And she's rescued by a good nigger. And what they do, what they do, the Ku Klux Klan comes out and they burn. They burned down Niggertown. They called it Shantytown. Well, they burned down Niggertown and shoot a bunch of niggers, lynch a few more. And, you know, in the uh, in the fighting, uh, here come the Union troops, and they, uh, you know, they shoot Ashley Wilkes, and they accidentally kill, uh, well, they, not accidentally kill, they kill Scarlett O'Hara's second husband, Frank uh, Kennedy. But you know, back in the days, it was the Ku Klux Klan had a purpose, and the purpose was to essentially carry out a low-level guerrilla war, to where the North didn't, ha- you know, North didn't get to have its way here. It would have to keep troops stationed again, and again, and again. And ten years, ten years afterwards, why? Uh, you know, an actual Democrat actually won, but they cut a deal with uh, River Fraud B. Hayes, you know, to end the Grant administration, and they let a Republican, River Fraud B. Hayes of Ohio, a mentor, I think, you know, <laughs> you know of, uh, this was before you had managers of mentor like Brian Real, but they essentially they cut a deal and they ended Reconstruction about 10 or 11 years after the Civil War was over. And, you know, the Ku Klux Klan played a part, played a part in doing what was necessary. I'm just reading your chat room. I mean, that. <laughs> well, Optima, Optima, you know, I mean, Optima. Do you think people are vicious? Are they being uh, Optima? Uh, Why do you feel the need to be... So nasty me? Well, because you feel the need to be an ass clown, Optima. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Well, we're, I mean, you know, get I mean, on, get on I, mean, I mean, she's sort of, she's sort of hoping that somebody will slip something nasty to her stanky here. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, she, she's here. She's here. She's here to get her little rocks off, too. 
know what I mean? Which is, I guess, why. I mean, oh, this six, is... Sick fried, too, you know? It's like, you know, uh, we're dressed like bums, you know? Well, you know, some of the Harleys we ride are probably worth more in your house, but, uh, you know, it's, you know, neither here nor there, but, I mean, we're just... I, I mean, I don't, I don't bring my great attire. I don't dress in a fucking suit to ride my Harley. I mean, <laughs> what the hell is that shit? You know what I mean? You, you, I mean, you ride a Harley down the road with a fucking suit on. What does, what does that tell people? I don't know. Well, I mean. Well, I mean, no, that's what Rabbi Gillette wanted us to do was um, uh, basically uh, uh, wear Nazi uh, suits riding our Harleys, and that's why we broke off with him is due to the mere fact that uh, we didn't agree with that. If we're going to be bikers, we're going to be bikers. And, uh, you know, and and, and we're not going to wear... uh, a Nazi suit riding down the road. I mean, that's just asinine. Um, that'd be like, uh, you know, me me riding, uh, you know, be, me being a Shriner uh, riding, you know, wearing a Nazi suit in one of the little Shriner cars. You know what I'm saying? Do we wear yarmulkes too? No, we don't. We're not fucking well, no, Jewish. I mean, we're not Catholic. <laughs> I think you're. I think you're. A lot of time, I do not. I do not pay too much attention to the chat room. The reason. Oh, for, I, you know, I was. Just, I was it, it's actually pure entertainment for me. But I mean, I just you know some of the questions were just asinine and stupid. I mean. Uh, if anybody wants to know about the NSSMC, just get on that uh, chat that Brian posted from Long Island. And uh, any more questions, you can call National Office. I mean, uh, we're we're on Pastor Lindsay's show, and uh, <laughs> we're, we're going to continue with uh, our, our current topic. Yeah, uh, the cards are having fun. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, let, let the cards have their fun. I mean, you know, that's that's what it's about. But uh, uh, <laughs> y'all ain't blessed. <laughs> six fries, six fries, <laughs> whatever. Um, but uh, where where are you at, Pastor? This is soft up that the anus MC wants fire iron fire iron Brian to ride on the back. Now that's called riding bitch and uh the only person that rides on the back of my motorcycle is a female. Thank you. Okay, Tards, I'm back. <laughs> I guess you got a beer, beer phone. Beer phone, yeah. But I'm uh, doing the show behind the uh, black plastic of the EIB network beer phone. Uh, it cost me $14.95. It is a 
Have you heard of a smartphone? This is a dumb phone. But it got a it got a camera. It uh, got a few other functions, but you know, it's it's a fourteen dollar ninety five cent meter phone. And I'm able to speak on it using a what? Forty three dollar and nine cent including tax. Uh thirty you know, thirty day calling you know, calling uh uh plan. So yeah, I'm uh no, I'm doing okay by it. Let's see, a comment over sixty four. Uh I have no idea. A common I never really owned a Commodore sixty four. So uh <laughs> Yeah, but like, uh, like, like I was saying, anybody wants to know about the NSSMC, they can they can get on that website that uh Long Island Brian posted and um uh, I'm not gonna say anymore because this is your show, Pastor, and um No, no, no problem. No problem. I I, I have my show, you have your show, so you know, let's get back on the topics that we were discussing and and just go from there. I mean I was just reading chat and I was like, Oh wow. She is a she's a crazoid she's a crazoid Catholic heifer from California and she's crazoid and she's here to be offended. Uh she likes offended. It it, it goes ahead and helps her ovulate. And let me see, then you have a whole bunch of gunbuster tarts. And they they like well stirring up old femina so that she'll ovulate. They also like call me Marty Chomo here, and it's gotten to where okay, tards, uh, you're not going to behave yourself uh, at all. So I'm not going to worry about it too much. Okay. No, so, I'm not either. I mean, I yeah, I, I find it, I, I really I find it purely entertaining. I mean, it's just entertaining how these Sigfried, individuals come up with this shit. Siegfried, well, a.k.a. Pig Fraud, is a uh, Jew boy from Tel Aviv who pretends to be a tit, uh, you know, titanic knight in Haifa. Let's see. What else? <laughs> uh, Siegfried, no woman allowed in the... ANSMC, not the ENUS MC, the ENUS MC. Well, that's actually completely wrong due to the mere fact that we have an auxiliary unit for uh, the females. Uh, they they have uh, we have an auxiliary unit for um, the, uh, the ladies, and uh, so you're wrong. But, uh, well, I've seen some I've seen some girlies in that picture uh, in that blog spot uh, that Long Island Brian posted. Right, right. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, they, 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 and they actually have a place. They don't have a a, uh, a decisive voice as far as um, the politics or the Constitution or anything to do with the club. I mean, but I mean, they do have a a function within the club as far as they they do have uh, the auxiliary unit. Sure, I'm quite Which sure. Is, I'm quite sure. I'm quite sure there's some of them who are in charge of the. Uh, of the cupcakes and the donuts here, you know what I mean? So, well, uh, they're, they're, they're more. I mean, they're more. They're, they're in charge more than that. I mean, they're they're in charge sure. of t-shirt sales, and I mean, you know, I mean, they, they sure. the merchandise and everything else. I mean, but I mean, that's no that's problem. what they do. 
Yeah, exactly. We, no, we I mean, say, I mean say, it's, like this. it's like this. If you have a girlfriend or a wife, and you want her to be involved in some of the stuff that you do, I mean, you know, you have her along here. She's not, you know, I mean, it's sort of like with clan groups here. Uh, that's why I found uh, old Quint Downey supposedly being the clan up. Now, that is weird because women, you know, women in such organizations don't get to boss over men. But what you'll do is that you'll have an auxiliary, you'll have an auxiliary unit to where the uh, women pretty well do their, you know, they do what they do. You know what I mean? And usually men don't inquire too, you know, too much about, you know, what what the girls do. You know what I mean? Why? I was reading the chat again. Uh, basically, uh, they, they said uh, Oscar Mafina should call in due to the mere fact that uh, we supposedly gangbang our other. Come on! I mean, Optima, if she thought she would get a poke, she'd be there. She'd be. She'd have her application out there, right? Well, yeah, ready and willing here. So come on. Uh, we 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 don't touch other guys' as, um, old ladies, and basically is what they're called. Is uh, basically if um, you know, like Mel's uh, wife is Brooke, and um, she's off limits. I mean, I mean, it's well, not. Yeah. I mean, you yeah, know, no, that's that's to be understood. I mean, Opma Opma is running around with her own little stereotypes. You know what I mean? She got her own little notions. Right, and and Sig Fry, oh, of course, you're all gay. Yeah, okay, that's why we have women on the back of our bikes. We're all gay. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we got the Optima that has called in. So let's have 30 seconds of, uh, let's have 30 seconds of uh, silence, and then prepare for some undiluted female craziness. Okay, I'm ready for it. Seconds of quiet. Well, it got quiet. It got quiet. So if I do re-engineer the show, we—I you know, mean, this is—you know—this is sort of second one of optimal craziness. <laughs> I'm not crazy, Marty. You know that. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, you're not crazy. It's sort of like the sort of like the joke here when uh, the judge says to Mickey Mouse. So you say your wife is crazy, and she says no. He says no, Your Honor. She's fucking goofy. That's <laughs> <laughs> funny. You're fucking, you're fucking goofy. How's that? Okay. Okay. <laughs> but I'd rather be doing that than one of these biker dudes. Don't put me in that line. I am not going to do that. I would never want to do that. I don't understand these guys. Is this man, what is his name, McDuff or something? This man you're speaking uh, with tonight? His, name, his first name is John. John, what's, somebody called him McDuff or something in here. Oh, An- oh, Amos, no, no. oh no, Anus MC guy, who's that? That is a derogatory remark towards the Anus MC. Oh, well, is that you? Well, I mean, I'm SSJD. Uh, I'm an ambassador to the Aryan Nation. 
an ambassador. So you promote this swastika thing. The swastika is is the same symbolism as the um, the, the battle flag, uh, the Confederate flag. It's a white power, white pride flag. It doesn't have anything to do with religion. Well, why, they were saying that it was hung in the churches in the church that Hitler went to, a Catholic church, and I don't believe that. Why is it you? Why was it used by Hitler then? If it's such a great thing, why was it used by Hitler? If you guys, if you guys want to represent white people here in the United States, why don't you create your own symbol, be original? Why do you take something that's already been used for something evil and try to make it your own? It, you can't do that. You need to create something new. Something well, evil. the swastika, the no, swastika no, 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 wait, 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 is wait, 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 okay. wait. I, I want to question up those. You said something evil. You, know, you mean something evil like killing Jews? Uh, yeah. Well, uh, okay. Well, I'm Like gonna, killing that's, human that's, beings, that's, like murderers, well, like okay. murderers. Well, Jews, Jews ain't really human beings, according to our lights, but <laughs> in case... Well, I mean, Marty, I mean, you I mean, know you're I'm a Jew also, yourself, not, so no, no, are you I'm calling not, yourself uh, in, inhuman, inhuman? Well, I'm not, I'm not a kikus here. I'm old, are, are you a Polak or, or, or a hybrid nigger by, by chance here? Me? Yeah. A Polak? I don't even know what that is. I don't know what a hybrid... I don't know any what you just said, what it is. Yeah. I am German, Irish, Russian... English. What does that make me? Okay. Well, let me see. Well, let me see. That makes you good part Polak and hybrid maker. How's that? All right. Well, I don't... (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Whatever you want to call it. I don't know what you guys do. But I... We we call you sort of crazoid, but uh, in Uh. case, it doesn't really matter. Just because I figured you out, now now you have to discredit you now you now you have to discredit me and call me crazy because you're worried I'll no, 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 no. I'll ruin I mean, your reputation I mean, you or something. Are, you are you are known to be quite a bit crazoid, but it doesn't really merit us. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, I went on this Sadistic Souls MC Aryan Nations website. I clicked on that link. Now I'm probably going to get infected with all kinds of viruses or something. Is this you, you, the guy up there on the motorcycle? Is that a picture of you? Uh, Not that I know of. It's probably Dennis McGiffin, the president. (laughs) McGiffin? Yeah, McGiffin. Dennis McGiffin. He was part of the order, or the new order. The new... Order. What does that mean? Well, the the original order was um, basically um, funded, uh, basically funded uh, the white cause back in the seventies, and uh, people like Gary Yarbrough and everything else got convicted and uh, put in sentence for life in prison mm. for uh, uh, what they did was they robbed. Uh, you know, armored cars and everything else to keep the white uh, race going at that point in time. And Dennis McGiffin dubbed after everything, after everybody was arrested, uh, Dennis McGiffin dubbed the order to the new order, and he was part of the new order that kept the white movement going in the 80s. Okay, well, wait a second. So they rob armored 
armored cars to keep this movement going. Why didn't they just uh, go to school and, get you know, go work on Wall Street to earn money? Why do they have to rob? Why do they have to resort to doing bad things? If the movement's so great, shouldn't God be blessing them with money and uh, making this movement be something? It's like this. It's like this. When you're a Jew boy, you go to Wall Street and you learn how to go ahead and school the white people. When you're an order member, what you do is you knock over cars and shoot Jew boys here. I mean, that's, you know, I mean, you know, different things for different folks. Here. You can't, you can't find, uh, disc, or support an organization based on thievery, robbery, murder. You can't, what kind of well, organization? That is you, not American. That is not only not Christian, it's not even American. It's an American as a rock wigger and Jew. You know, I'm not, uh, running around, running around, uh, stealing, stealing from uh, other people and murdering and killing. Well, that is that is quite a murder one. You know, I'm, not, I'm I'm just simply I'm just simply saying is that Jews have a different way to do it. They go to school, they go to Wall Street, and then they rob trillions. They rob trillions from, you know, from white people. You know, they steal from white people. Whereas the order, what they did is that, well, they, you know, they knocked off an armored car for about $3 million or so dollars. Yeah, you know, just, you know, less than a, you know, less than a million for what Jews got by with, uh, you know, by going to Wall Street. So, what you're doing what you're doing is that you are promoting thievery. It's just you're saying that Jews do it in the by the tune of what, oh, couple trillion dollars. And okay. uh, white people do it. White people just you know, they just they just shoot they just go ahead and shoot dead one obnoxious Jew and and they knock over about oh about three million dollars. Well, hey, that's bad, but... Marty, 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 did you know Jesus Jesus was a Jew? Did he go Uh, do these things to people? He did not do these things to people. Jesus was not a Jew. Yes, he was, Marty. He was was my Lord and Savior here. Uh, He may have been... You, know, you you may you may view him as a Jew, but then again, maybe you're you know, maybe you're part Tychus yourself here. You know, you're all mad. You're all mad. Jesus Christ here whipping your kind out of the temple. He is. He was a Jew. He didn't agree. There were two different kinds of Jews: the Pharisees and the Sanhedrins. And you know what? He did not agree with the laws they were creating. The laws that man could not abide by. They were creating all these real laws that they. The the men took it over. The Jew men. That doesn't uh, uh, that doesn't uh, mean uh, that the uh, Jews uh, today uh, feel the uh, same uh, way. They were uh, wrong. Uh, you should been you should have been on my show last night here. There's a character named Russ Walker. You and him are a good deal alike. Oh really? So, Russ, oh yes. Oh Russ comes up with all sorts of wild horse shit. Wild that horse is not shit. wild horse. That wild is the horse truth. Okay. Then okay. Hook me up with this guy because he's speaking the truth. If he's saying what I'm saying, then uh, he's on track. He's on no, the, on he the got, right track. He has he has own, own brand of silliness here, but he but he pedals here. See what? 
he went to Passover and he uh, he was traumatized to see they were actually slit in the throat of an actual sheep here. And, uh, <laughs> it only got it only got partially cooked even after four hours. So pretty well what? he uh, you know, he 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 driven what four five six hundred miles here from eastern North Carolina all the way up to uh, up to uh, you know down forty. You know, and then you know, then uh, down uh, to uh, what, what was his name? Uh, well, essentially, you know, about another thirty miles south here. So he's gone probably about what three, four hundred miles. What do you and, mean he was traumatized? Well, I don't know. I mean, it don't take much to traumatize tards here. You know what I mean? Well, I don't know. In That's what they're supposed. In your case, in your case, you're traumatized by well, dog knows what here. Russ may have been traumatized by the fact that. Poor old sheep got his, you know, got his here. Now, you got to understand here, anytime you eat meat, that means some animal just has to die unless, well, well, maybe like you, you go ahead and you pick up some free roadkill by the side of the road here. You know what I mean? So every time you eat meat, every time <laughs> yeah. you eat meat that means an animal has to die. And Russ, you know, Russ's, uh, you know, Russ's uh, brain functioning is sort of, is sort of sloppy, sort of like yours. And so as a result, he was traumatized by actual sheep meeting his male, meeting his maker. And, uh, well, I don't get traumatized by that. I went to the Seder dinner, which is the dinner Jesus would have celebrated himself being a Jew. I went to that. They served lamb and chicken. I had chicken. So they went, they went to it. You went to a Jew dinner? I go. I, I'm a Catholic, but they offer a Seder dinner, and I I do. I've done it the last two years. It because they're really Christianity is just a continuation of Judaism. Okay, Christ. <laughs> it it Christ. Excuse me. Christ came and died on the cross. He told them, "Look, Jewish people, you are not doing." things right you're creating your own laws i need to come fix everything so i'm going to set things straight here at this point and from this point forward you do it my way love the lord god with all your heart mind and soul and love your neighbor as yourself and these are the commandments you follow the ten commandments you don't make all these like you can't have sex and uh you have to have sex between a sheet and all this these laws that are crazy they were making laws that men could no way follow so jesus had to come and tell them you can't do that. That's wrong. You're corrupting my word. Okay. Now, John. Now, John. Did I did I tell you? Now, let's not the film not and you. We would be having a live tard tonight, right? I told you we would. Right. I know it'd be a live tard, and so she's proven not to be jealous. Right. Right, uh, and you know, basically, uh, whatever you've seen on the ANSMC website. Um, <laughs> Uh, a lot of people say, oh, well, um, they're, they're not clothed well, or they're not doing this, or they're not doing that. But we're all tax-paying, due-paying members, and uh, we, we no longer rob, uh, we no longer rob uh, armored cars or any of that. Um, we continue as, in, in function as a, uh, as a club under legal means. What so, do you do for a living besides the club? Is it a nonprofit organization? Are you getting funded by the government somehow, or do you raise your own money to run your club? What? How does it work? 
We uh, we run our club through due-paying membership. I doubt very seriously that any government agency would con- condone or um, give us any funding whatsoever. Um, uh, what do I do for a living? I make eighty grand a year, so I, I'm just going to leave it at that. But uh, well, I mean, no, uh, I mean I don't care how much you make. I asked you what you did. There's a big difference. I don't care about how much money somebody makes. I want to know what drives them to do what they do. You know, it doesn't matter how much money somebody makes. If they love what they do, they're going to be well, successful I, I, at it. Yeah, I'm in the oil well, industry. I mean, so. I mean, you know, and here you are. Here you are, missing by Hitler. Why didn't he like what he did? I bet he did. I bet Adolf Hitler liked what he did. I don't think he knew what he was doing, Marty. He talk about crazy. (laughs) He was crazy. I mean, for God's sake. No, 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 no. You are crazy. No, I'm not crazy. I like to call in to drive you crazy because. Oh yeah. Well, no, no, no. I mean, you just. Look, uh, Hitler did not know what he was doing. He killed himself. The man was so insane, he killed himself because he realized at some point he was the great betrayer like Judas Christ. He killed all Jesus' people. He had to die in that way, the same as Judas did, because he killed all the Jews. No telling what you've been eating at that Passover cedar here. (laughs) It was delicious. You might be... You might be eating a little blonde. You might be eating a little blonde boys and girls here, you know, in that uh, matzo here that you ate. No, we had matzo ball soup, and then we yeah, had the unleavened bread. You don't know. You don't know what that matzo is made out, do you? It was made out of um, matzo, but it's like yeah. a floury substance well, that's yeah. not uh, no yeast in it. See, back back in the old days here, when you were more Polak here, you realized that what Jews did was that they uh, that they would lure they would lure little white babies here and slit their slit their throats here, you know, to make uh, to make new blood for their uh, for their matzo. They did not. Really not silly. Well, you, you used to, you know. I mean, you need to you need to channel your inner Polak. I love the uh-huh. Jews. I will always support oh, Israel. See, see, that's why that's why you're fucked up here. You know what I mean? Uh-uh. I will always support <laughs> Israel. I will always. It is oh, God's. They are God's chosen people. They have been oh, since the beginning of time. Be the Alpha and the Omega. They're Satan. They're Satan's kids. Is what they are here. Just like just like Jesus Christ told them in John eight forty four. We told them who they were. They didn't much care for, to listen to that, though. They knew who they were. Why do you so always say, Hail to... Satan, Hail, 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 Hail Victory? What does Hail mean? That like, is like a Satan it call means, to me. Well, well, yes, but then again, you you believe the exact opposite of what the truth is, like Jews are God's chosen people instead of being Satan's uh, children. No, Jews are God's chosen people. Now, I've told you this before, not all Jews believe in the Lord God. You know, they have not been enlightened, but some of them have. They have to come to Jesus Christ, too. The Jews do not understand who Jesus was. They missed the mark. They missed it somehow. So they have to realize, I don't know if it's going to take him coming back for another round of this for them to get it, but they, the ones who don't believe in Jesus Christ, the Jews who do not believe, 
I don't know what's going to happen to them. But like us who do believe, we are all considered Jews after Jesus Christ. We were grafted in as the Gentiles, okay? So we are God's chosen people as well. Does that make sense, Marty? Do I have to be uh, simplify yeah, that? I mean, I mean, I'm sort of, I'm sort of glowing. I only said about five or six or ten words, and I got I probably got about three hundred words of pure silliness. You know, I, was <laughs> I mean, look, you believe you believe the stupid shit. You know, you might, you probably do believe the stupid shit. That's why I absolutely believe it. I live my of my whole life is based on this. I love yeah. the Lord. Jesus, with all my heart, mind, and soul, that's why I call in to proclaim the Lord. I call into this, you know, the kind of people that come in here and the things they say to me. I will take their spit in my face, and I will, I will stand for God. I will never stop standing for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He is my life. Don't self where you say, you know, don't, just as long as you don't get smallcocks out of the matter, okay? I, I don't think that this gentleman should be speaking Jesus' name and promoting this symbol in his club at the same time. I don't well, believe I'm, that that not, is what God would want up, you to do. Where do you come up with that notion? Um, I mean, well, well, yeah, exactly. Um, the, our club is basically um, um, uh, is a hub for the Aryan nation. It doesn't matter what religion you are. Basically, uh, your your religion is your color of your skin, which is white. And the swastika is a white powder flag, such as the battle flag has now been classified in the United States as a white powder flag. Um, what if promote- somebody with black skin wants to come into your club? Uh, How do you even, are they not, do you know that there were, Jesus was probably dark-skinned himself, he came from the Middle East, (laughs) would you let Uh, Jesus into your club or would you turn him away? Well, no, actually Jesus was an Israelite, which would be white. No, he was dark, he probably had dark hair and brown eyes and dark skin. He didn't have, you know, I don't know where you're getting this. Most likely the the images that we have, the westernized images of Jesus are just that. They're westernized. He was probably dark eyes, dark skin, and dark hair. Uh, that might be a misconception so would you, on your part. So would you turn him away if he came and he ended up being a black Jesus? Would you say, I'm sorry, Jesus, this is a white club. It is a white biker club, okay? Go get a Harley and paint yourself white. Uh, well, I mean, well, what, I mean it, it, what, what I'd probably say, I'd probably say, uh, it depends on how close to Chicago you are, I'd say the, uh, the, the local <laughs> congregation of the uh, Hebrew Israelites here, nigger Jesus, is uh, it, it's over? It's over on the uh, south side of Chicago. You know, uh, I'm not sure if you can get to there by the loop here, but uh, <laughs> head, on, head, on out, head on out to the head on out to the uh, nigger Hebrews uh, place here. Uh, you know, nigger Jesus, and you know, have have a good time here. So long. Well. <laughs> I don't I mean, know. I, I'm, 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 are you are you dark skinned and uh, are you dark skinned and dark no, eyes I'm blue eyes and uh, brown so hair. Why in the world? Why in the world should you give a shit what the damn niggers do? 
It it's not because I don't even like that word. I don't even like that word. I don't well, think that. I think that because I no because I think that you guys don't. You look at somebody's skin and they don't. You don't uh, look at their heart. I mean, do you, do, Jesus hurt. said your heart and your mind are what rule your your okay, nature. Okay, okay? Up, 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 you have to look beyond up, up. the appearance of somebody to know the kind of person they really are. Are they good or are they evil? Have, have, what do they do with their life? That's why I asked this guy. No, that's why I asked this guy. What do you do for a living? How do you live your life? How do you justify what you do in this club? What what? Uh, moves you what what's your passion i mean this guy is this club is his passion what kind of character does he have that doesn't tell me much about him my my if, character is uh white unity white preservationist white uh pride white power uh my my uh character why? is why do you have to uh separate why, people why, like why that, is that be, i i don't agree with uh multiculture i don't agree with race mixing um did your parents keep it white obviously so um why can't this generation keep it white uh, what is the parents? point? What is the purpose if the people that they are producing are good people? What does it matter how they look? Because you know what I'm saying? You, what you could, you could, I could be the no, most I, evil I, person I, on the face of the earth, and you could marry me, and we could have terribly horrible children that go out and, and commit murder and kill other innocent people, uh, serial killers or something. Does that mean? Look at these white serial killers. Most of them are white, you know, from good white families. Look, look at the evil atrocities they've committed. Hitler was white. white. Look at what he did. You know, he, he was a white. Huh? He do. He he did what he knew, and uh, basically had a, a nation that followed him. So I mean. Uh, so do you like the power? Is it because maybe you don't have a large penis or something? You like the power of being white? Is that what it is? I don't understand. I'm not. I'm not in a dick measuring contest with anybody. Um, it sounds like it. The way you talk, it really does. It does not. I think you're probably a very smart man. Well, before before you before you get on John and ask him how long, you need to go ahead and come clean. You know, tell us all how deep. How? Oh, I don't. I don't even know. It's been too long. It's been too long. I wouldn't even be able to tell you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> That's why I'm calling into the show. I got nothing better to do. Okay. Yeah, that's right. It's all like when April Gady, she said that old Wiggers Well, Wheel off William had a small organ. And he said, well, yes, but I never knew that I'd have to play in such a large, huge cathedral. It's sort of like when she said, Wiggers Well, we off only had a small tip and twig. And he says, well, I didn't expect I'd have to satisfy such a huge you know, uh, okay. hardy, hungry beaver. You know, you can't talk to a woman. <laughs> Look, Marty, you cannot talk to a woman like that. That is tasteless, <laughs> sir. You have no class, sir. I'm sorry. <laughs> 
I mean, you're, you're going to hear the, the, the put down of how long told John, well, guess what? We get to have Kaldeep here, right? Uh, I mean, that's a good put down, too, ain't it? There's fair. Come on. Why do you have to make this about sex, Marty? This was well, not even you, about you sex. Know, this was about power. Hey, it started with up, power. Okay? See, this is the problem with you guys. This is the problem with you men. Everything is about sex and power. You have no heart, no emotion, nothing. You want control, sex, and power. No, you're the one that won the big measuring contest, but I mean that's that's not that's not what we're about. We're about uh, white preservation and white pride and uh if uh, you can't understand that, I, I don't know how to explain it. You know what? I actually do understand it, and I think it's good that we can be pri- uh, proud of our heritage. I do believe that we should all be proud of our heritage, but not reject other people's heritage. heritage. We can't. Uh, white people can't control the world. It's not about being white in control. White people. White people built this world. You know, I don't see where you get that. We weren't even from uh, white people. The Adam and Eve weren't even white. Everything occurred. Everything that God created in the Old Testament and stuff that all happened over in the Middle East. How many white people do you see over there? Where, I don't even know, Marty. White? Marty, where did white people come from? Uh, maybe you can explain that because you seem to know the genetics of everything. Where did white people originate? Adam and Eve wasn't white, and then why didn't they call them um, uh, Shua? And, uh, and uh, I mean, you know, something like uh, 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 Dima and um, um, uh, Eva, if they were Jewish. Abdullah uh, uh, repeats essentially a bunch of stupid horseshit that he's heard, that she's heard. It doesn't matter. She has no sense. I mean, look, she doesn't live. <laughs> she doesn't want to live in Africa. I, she look, doesn't want to live in Africa. Do you? Marty. Do you, really, do you really want so, – I mean, do you really live among a bunch of niggers or not? I mean, You I know mean, what? I thank the Lord for where he's put me in this life, but I would not – I don't mind helping people who are less fortunate. Africa is a very starving country. It's horrible the way they have to live. No, I would not want to live there. But it's not because they're black people. It's got nothing to do with them being black that I wouldn't want to live there. Has everything to do with them being stupid niggers who suck well, who who breed more niggers than what they can feed here? I mean, shoot, a mama squirrel, a mama squirrel, what she'll do is if food is scarce, what she'll do is she'll select the the biggest of her male pups here, and with the rest of the male pups, she'll just go ahead and nip off the testicle. I wish niggers had more set, has much sense as female squirrels. You know what I mean? Now, up my do they do that? Wait, are you serious? Is that true? They they bite off the they do that to the male squirrels. You know, the smaller male squirrels, they, they, they go ahead and just keep wanting to breathe because, hey. Then why are there so many squirrels? Every time I go in my car, I see dead squirrels all over the road. Well, yes, Abma, because, hey, these squirrels, <laughs> these squirrels, they live in America, where they have stupid figures like you going ahead and feeding them peanuts and corn and shit, you know what I mean? <laughs> 
shove them in their little cheeks. I love it. How can you resist that? Oh. Well, you can't here. I mean, <laughs> shit, there's plenty. There's plenty of squirrels. There's plenty of squirrels. So regrettably, too many of them still have their nests because the critters like oxygen. <laughs> Oh, oh, Marty. Oh, Marty, Marty, Marty. <laughs> I've never heard such <laughs> such horrible talk. You're really on one tonight about this. You're all about testicles and penises and everything. I can't oh, talk to you anymore. That's about to be an asshat <laughs> All right, I'm leaving. I'm hanging up. Well, you're the one that brought up nuts. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, there's all kinds of nuts, there's squirrel nuts, there's nuts you eat, there's nutty people, there's all kinds of nuts, peanuts, everything, huh? Okay, I'm going to say goodnight, you guys, you behave yourselves, okay? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I, see, I mean, you come in and you repeat the same stupid shit that yeah. you heard, and you don't, you, don't think, you don't think it through, so I decided, I decided to... Introduce a little bit of levity to the situation here. But, I like you better way, this way. By the way, it is true. I mean, shoot, if, if if times are rough here, a mother squirrel will choose her best of her male pups. You know, she can't really do a a spaying operation here on you know on her on her female pups. So what she'll do is that she'll take the best of the males and she'll leave him intact. She doesn't kill them, so I guess there's well, something to be not. said for that. There's something to be said about it, and that's why I was saying it's a pity. It's a pity that nigger, uh, nigger sheboos here don't have as much sense as female squirrels do. People are not rodents, okay? No, in many cases, they're stupider rodents. They're more destructive than rodents. No, they yeah, yeah, they, no. they don't belong. They don't belong in this country at all. You know, if you want to, if you want to provide for them, you go to their country and you work your fingers to the bone providing for them if you want. But you have no moral right to invite them to this country to take what say I or anybody else has earned. If you John know we disagree. You time, know we disagree on that. Right, I know. And it's not, and it does. It's not really everybody. It's not the person who's receiving the funding and stuff. It's not always their fault. This is the way society has been designed by our government, by our leaders. It's really not the people. The people didn't go out and fight for this. They've set it up this way to make people rely on the government system, okay? So you go around blaming all the people who are taking advantage. No, it's the government who has allowed it, who has set it up. They've set people up for the fall, whether you're black, white, brown, yellow, pink, or blue. They've set the people up. That's what you have to be looking at, the government, not the people, okay? You've got to look at the people who are in charge. They're the ones running the shoe. Okay? Marty, okay. you know better. Okay. You've been in calm you've been down. in front of calm all these down. judges. Calm down, calm down, Michelle. <laughs> what, what, what they do what what happens the government does indeed do whatever the hell it wants to do. It's not a matter of law. It's a matter of power. Right now we are getting to where you have more and more and more non-white immigrants coming in, you have fewer and fewer white people in order to, you know, you know, to keep it up here. And I have pointed out 
one like all the other white nationalists who whine about the death of the white race. I point, I point out is that Yahweh has been bringing it to the situation. Now, I strongly, you know, I know you disagree. Jews are God's chosen people. To me and to John, they're the spawn of Satan. They're Satan's kids. They are evil. They are the evil bloodline. There's nothing good about Jews. Even a quote good Jew, you got to keep an eye on you. You got to keep an eye on that Jew boy. Left, left the old snout comes out here. Let's it turn like into werkike. You know what I mean? And then they, you know, then the old Jew snout comes out, and essentially they, they, uh, they fast, you know, they fasten their snout upon your neck here and suck your blood out here. You know, which they often use from Passover in the case of little, you know, white, blonde, blue-eyed boy, you know, boy and girls to make the macho. But in any case, uh, Atma, we believe what we believe. You, you want to go ahead and believe what you are told, and you repeat it without a bit of thought. Now, what? Yes, what I will mean? repeat it. Well, okay. Well, I, I, I pretty well let you go because it's more when. You are really into your little quigless rant here. I mean, we think you're sort of playing. We're just sort of laughing and saying, ah, imagine that retard detail. Damn, that's your chin all the time here. You know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't even okay. understand one thing you said. <laughs> 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 what? Uh, can you repeat that, uh, Marty? I miss, like, you've everything flowed together there. It was like one long word. I mean, I mean, it's sort of like, it's sort of like when I, sort of like when I talk to my little black poopy dog, Belsy puppy. You know, I can go ahead. You know, I, you know, right, right now, he's listening to me. I'm moving turd. He has made about as much sense of what I just said as what you did. You know, what you want to do is you want to get him to do something here. You just go ahead and jiggle the keys, and it sounds like he's a. Uh, you know, so it's, if you can hear you putting on, you know, putting on your shoes and getting up his little leash here, well, that's what he's listening to. That's something that means something to him. Now, me explain to you, dual seed line, Christian dandy theology, why you can't and you won't understand it. Okay? Yeah, I probably sense. won't. I don't think I'll ever understand it. Okay. It's not in my nature. I wasn't raised that way. I was not raised that way. You know, I just, I was raised to uh, be a good person and to believe that other people are basically good and not evil, and until they prove that they are evil, you know, I just, I'm never going to be able to just say uh, people are bad because of their skin color. I just can't do it. It's okay, not in my, no. it's not in me. It's not part of okay. my spirit. Well, my point, my point, if you don't want to say they're bad because their skin color, I mean, Michelle, you do understand that the reason you are blonde and blue-eyed and, you know, proud of it for whatever reason, you know, since you aren't racist here, I don't know why you're proud of being blonde, blue-eyed. I, I, I don't have blonde hair. My hair is not, I'm not blonde and blue-eyed. Okay. Oh, you aren't? Oh, so, okay. What are you, dark skin, dark hair, dark eyes? No, I have blue eyes and brown hair. Okay. All right. It's so not blonde. You, you are you are a white woman. You you're not part nigger, part uh, part gook, part uh, Fiji Islander, part this, part that, right? Uh, I'm European. I would say then. Okay, 
So you are somewhat proud of your racial heritage. Now, if you want, uh, somewhat, you want, somewhat. Well, the answer, the answer, you have those features, you have that heritage, because your ancestors, your ancestors have, you know, pretty well bred, a pretty well bred with each other. You know, to produce those characteristics. Now, the vast majority of this world is probably 92% or better, you know, better even not overtly non-white, not white at all. And then the white percentage, that's about 8%. Hmm. You have probably among those whites, you end up having critters like Brian Leo and William Fink and Eli James, who claim to be white, but who are not, who are Jews and Mongols. So when you when you when you talk when you go ahead and talk about it, you have fewer and fewer and fewer actual white people able to maintain a white civilization. Now what you want to do is that you want to allow these non whites who are flooding in, they are running away from pretty well what they are. The reason that Africa is, well, the way it is, is because it is filled with Africans, i.e. niggers. So, you know, now some of them, I have pointed out that the blue gum niggers are, well, they're relatively sweet-tempered. It's the mulatto niggers you have to worry about. But the blue gum niggers are pretty dumb. And the mulatto niggers hate both you know, pure blacks and they hate pure whites. So, Michelle, you are talking about pretty well killing the goose that lays the golden eggs when you are the goose, or in your case, the goof. So, uh, Michelle, you are talking a whole bunch of whole whole sorts of things here, which... And no, because, no, you are, Marty, you are, because... You are making it a matter... Of your feelings. The problem you the problem I have with it is that you attribute everything to white people. It's got nothing to do with the color of their skin. Things have been created because God gave people the knowledge and the wisdom to create things. It's it whatever has happened it has come from God. The good things that we have comes from God through his, the people he chooses. Those people are all different colors, okay? They're all different colors. You cannot tell me. Are you using electricity right now? Um, somewhat. I use uh, okay. some electricity, some solar. Okay. So uh, this electricity, the plants you use, the telephone you're using right now, was it created by non-whites? Was it designed or thought of by non-whites? Was the principles of electricity dreamed of by non-whites? And the answer is no. It's pretty well altogether the function of the white mind. And what you want, what you want to do is you want to attribute to God what actually has been created by the white people that Yahweh created with advanced brains without with better you know with better looks i mean with about everything and you want to claim that's create you know somehow that yahweh has given different gifts you know has given everything same and that everything has the rights here when you're living in a world in which 
probably at most you're less than three or four percent of the population, and then you are looking down on me and John for wanting to keep. I am what not we looking down. No, that is not true. And I even said that earlier, Marty. Look, these. Uh, I understand you want to keep your heritage, and we should be able to keep our heritage without being slammed for it. I understand that. But to reject other people and say that your heritage is better than theirs, you really can't do that. Now, you did make a valid point. All of these things that were created by certain types of people, I'm going to go back and research and find out what has been created, what useful things have been created by what kinds of people throughout history. And I'll come back and talk to you about that when I have more information on it. I won't talk about it because I don't know enough about it. Okay, just one thing. In 1776, was there one one minority that created the Constitution of the United States? 1776. And they were all white men? Uh, yeah, that'd be an affirmative. Every single one of them was white. Yes, but you also have to understand that at that time they were suppre- the uh, the uh continents had not been completely connected through travel and through um you know it was the, it was the, the the United States was a, the new world. It was discovered by a Spaniard actually. So I mean by Columbus, yes. Okay, I'll give you that. Okay. okay. Um when you say this, it maybe white people got here and created the Constitution, but because the world wasn't as well traveled, it, this is all um, new. Okay, we've been we've been given airplanes. Okay, that all of these cars, vehicles, trains. There's new ways to commingle people and even back in the roman days and back in they say when atlantis was around and stuff that people from all different um continents could uh, be together that at one point in previous history there was world travel you know you, you don't know for sure you don't know you don't know where all these people originated <laughs> they, they say that like uh these that the, these the, these um, continents did these people did go to other continents continents and stuff. That's one okay, of the and, philosophies. Uh, okay, answer me this: In the Civil War, was it uh, was the Civil War a white on white? Um, it was a white on white war. Was it to free the slaves? Yeah, it was white on white war because half of the the army was holding slaves. They couldn't even fight. They had to let them go so they could fight. And it wasn't just uh, white on white. There were blacks that fought. And and even during the slavery times, there were even blacks who were free living in the um, more liberal states like New York and stuff. There were already free blacks living, walking. They weren't slaves. Even during the Civil War, before the slaves were legally freed. So before the proclamation of uh, before the proclamation was signed by uh, uh, President Lincoln at that time, um, did he want to free the slaves or did he want to deport them? 
I, I he wanted to free them. Now he wanted to deport them. That's not what I've been taught. Uh, you might Where do you to get that he wanted to deport them? He wanted to deport them before the approximation of maximization was assigned. He wanted to deport them. That yeah. is history. That's not what they teach in school. I'm well, that's, that's because not you are... You are you're you're reading the Jewish history of it. You need to read the American history of it. Well, it's like this here. You remember what I was talking about? It doesn't matter. Okay, it doesn't matter whether they're deported or not. There, it doesn't matter. You're you still aren't going to have a completely white nation. Okay, you guys are dreaming. If you think with all the okay, okay, remember when I was. John, John, let, let, let me say something. Remember when I was talking about how Mama Squirrel, when times are rough, she'll she'll go and she will she'll go ahead and nip the testicles off of her, you know, of her less of her less, you know, vigorous male, you know. Yes, 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 yes. But what yes. happens is that, you know, here 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 in the Optima the High School, what happens is that there was a Mama. Mama Jewess here. What she did, she she went and you know she was an all little bubble-headed females here, white females, and she she went ahead and nipped at the brain stems a little bit here. You know what I mean? And then she went ahead and filled their brains full of mush, filled their brains full of mush. And what they do is they repeat that stupid shit that they they've been told again and again. No, again. you know what, Marty? That's least, not true. Uh, at least, uh, because you know, I'm so. That's not true. I'm somebody who, if some, I will, I will change my point of view. I'm not one of these old. You can't teach an old dog new tricks. If I find something valid, I will totally acknowledge that and change my ways. Okay. But I haven't heard anything valid. I have to do some research. I don't believe this because even with all the the travel we have and the ways for people to get back and forth to all these different countries. It, you guys are not going to have the civilization that you dream of. You you are not going to have there. There isn't even a place on the planet where you can form your own little world anymore. You're going to have to Optima. succumb Optima. to the changes. Okay. Optima. I, well, I, well, I don't know if you listen. How much you listen? But I have talked about. I'm talking about a brave new world, which looks a good deal like about what, 477 A.D. I didn't hear any of the first part of the show. I know. Uh, what you do is you, <laughs> you come in, you come in, you are, you are, you're, you're sort of stalking me off them, but that's, that's fine. No problem. I do. No problem. I do, Marty. I admit it. You, uh, I don't stalk you so much, but you're just, uh, when I'm so when I've got nothing to do on a Thursday night, I think you know what I'm going to listen to Marty. He's like eccentric. There's something about this uh, guy. I don't know. <laughs> it's like uh, I don't know. So what I'll do, what I'll do is that you know I mean I bet I bet this is the first time when you were talking about dick sizes here that somebody went ahead and asked you how deep, right? Well. Yeah, I mean that okay. nobody's ever asked me that before. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 
gotta, you know, I mean, I, I do have a term for practicality now, don't I? Yeah, I guess you're analytical or something. Well, yeah. Yeah. All right. But my, 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 point, my point is that I, my, you want to, essentially you're saying that it's not true until you've studied it and said that it's true. But reality has, has its own way of being real. It doesn't matter whether or not you've studied it and realized the validity. No, it doesn't matter to you or anybody else, but it no, matters no, to no. me. Well, yes. This is so called, I'm going to... This is called solipsism. Why do I why do I call why do I listen to things if I don't want to seek the truth? I mean, this is why okay. I seek Jesus Christ. I seek Jesus Christ daily. I look for the truth. Okay, I'm going well, I'm actually Christ, I'm actually was not a nigger, okay? Well, I'm actually going to a Messianic Jewish service just because I want to find out more about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So I come to you to find out more about the history of the United States and the world, okay? Is there something wrong with that? Am I stalking you, Marty? I just take what you have and I go do my research. You're running wild now here. I mean, that's a good thing. That's why I want you to call in because... Well, hey, I mean, just as you are looking for knowledge, I am looking for flectardation. Well, you have it. You have this anus guy on, isn't he enough? I mean, uh, if you were talking to one already. It's A N S S M C, not A N U S M C. You're lucky you got two two of us tonight. Well, yes, but. Yeah, you know, with John, at least I know. At least I know where he's come from. He he wants to ride motorcycles here. Oh, because he, he because he agrees with you. All of a sudden, he's he's uh, like God, you know. And I'm just a piece no, of garbage no, because no, I disagree. No, you no, should no, be no, really no. thanking I mean, me, Marty. Like, we like most of the same things. I mean, I ain't that crazy about motorcycles. I prefer Buicks here, but we agree about niggers and Jews. So yeah, I mean, you know, being bad. I mean, so hey, we get along fairly well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, whereas you, whereas you, why you believe all sorts of stupid shit, and you're very careful. You're very careful, insofar as possible, to not let the stupid shit you claim you believe in to come up and knock you over the head and rape you and give you get dang good case of ass gays here or something like that. You know, no, no, I'm not mean. What happens is that you're a tard, but you're a tard who wants to make sure that doesn't really suffer for her full fucktardivity. Uh, yeah. Yes, that's true. I want to that's be accepted true. for the way I am, the okay. way God that, made that, that, me. That's fine. That's mm-hmm. fine. And what happens the Messianic Jews will say, hey, we have another live tard. Let's go ahead and let her talk. And then we'll go ahead and we'll look and we'll, we'll just go ahead and laugh and giggle with that, too. I mean, All right, popular. Marty. You're popular. You're popular wherever you go up. Oh, show. that's good. That's very good. Maybe Probably more more understanding than, say, Russ Walker, because at least you know, Russ, he wants to be taken seriously as a biblical uh. scholar. You know what I mean? We say stupid crap all the time here, and but but I listened to an email. He said that I was polite to him. So, no, you can't. 
you can't come on this show and and look for seriousness, okay? You can now. I'm going to speak my mind about what I believe, and maybe somebody will hear it. Maybe someone someday will say, "Hey, that." Optima Chicks, now that I'm thinking about it and I'm on this search myself, you know what? She said some things that rang true to me. That's good. That's all I need to do. Plant the no, seeds, okay. Marty. Okay. Plant okay. the okay. seeds. All right, all right. Well, before, before, before you get on to Liz Tardrat, let me say what most of the people say. Now, some will call you a Jew bitch. That's not true. What they all say is that this is, this is 2015 Tard Rat. You know what I mean? All the stupid shit which is filled in the mind of a combination Polacus hibernigris. And essentially, you know, my all means here. My all means, uh, you know, I, I really want card rat, but folks, nobody, I'm not even, not even global figures believe that niggers are good as they do. I mean, what they do is they look upon niggers as being infantile children who need to be taken care of by the white man. And then when they run wild, why, oh, why are we putting them in jail for, why do we, why are so many of them in our jails? Well, because they're criminal animal beasts here. They don't belong in white society. Oh, my gosh. Yahweh Yahweh went ahead, he created, he put them in Africa. And then dirty Jews decided, hey, let's go ahead and create, you know, in order to destroy the white men because they're the spawn of Satan, they decide to let's go ahead for shits and giggles and fun and profit. Let's go ahead and sell them juice to stupid Uyghurs who don't want to pick their own goddamn cotton. You know what I mean? Now, the white man who has learned about that, I don't know if you've seen this license plate, but it used to be popular. You have this picture of, a, of an old Johnny Webb here, and he said, he's saying in it, if I'd known it been this much trouble, I'd pick my own damn cotton. You know what I mean? And that's the way it should have been. That's what it should have been. Well, but, uh, I have, I have a friend that I'm going to have him that? call in. He can talk to you. Is is he a hybrid niggers, Polak, uh, you know, Wiggertard? No, he's somebody who who is a cultural Christian, and he, I think his philosophy is similar to yours. You would like him, except he likes me. He likes me. He thinks I'm a nice lady who... He would. He's nice to me. He doesn't call me all no, kinds I, of names. I've been so nice to you. I, have, have, have I been really mean to you? No, I, but you do okay, call okay. me nasty. You do call me names and stupid and stuff. And you know no, I'm not stupid. No, well, no, just because I, mean, I don't. Just because I don't agree with you. You love it back, because it gives back, you something to back. talk about. We go back to where you're not crazy. You're just fucking goofy. Okay. Yeah, okay. Remember? Remember? Yeah. Yes, I remember. Now, listen, I'm going to hang up. I have to go now. It's late. Okay. I'm going to go eat my white and and cho- my white and chocolate pudding, vanilla and chocolate pudding. <laughs> okay. Answer me one question. Huh? Answer me one question. Was Africa better with the apartheid or without the apartheid? Uh, probably without, but the apartheid was white. I don't know. You know, you're asking me questions. I don't know uh, answers to those kind of questions. Okay, I don't. Well, once the apartheid was thrown out, and now they have uh, mass diseases and mass uh, uh, hunger and um, 
in, in need of mass money. So um, they, they were better with the white man on their continent um, that uh, had structure and, and everything else. So, uh, well, do, do maybe we can... Maybe there's, we there's can some just research on that. I'll research it. I'll look into all that. You know who my friend, my friend, this new friend I'm talking to knows all about that stuff. And I will bring up to him. Maybe I'll even have him listen to this call. I'll direct him to listen okay. to this show, and then he can give me some advice. Or I'll have him call in next week and talk to you. You would enjoy him. You would like him. You would be his friend. He's your is type what, of guy. Is it, is it, is it Virgil over on Stumble? Yes. Stumble? Oh, yeah, so I thought might be here. Uh, he he was trying to tell you, you know, trying to explain why you went all tart on me uh, last December here. <laughs> you know, called the called the New County authorities on me, but you said you didn't. I uh, didn't do that. Okay, I, I believe you. It may have been lying about most of the clues. Uh, a quick question: Did you <clears throat> did you by any chance uh, when you have your chocolate and vanilla? Pudding. Do you integrate it here before you put it in your mouth? <laughs> I do. I mix it with Cool Whip, so there's actually more white than chocolate. <laughs> okay. Second, you know, second word of advice. Second word of advice. Before calling the show. Okay. 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 But before before calling before calling the show here, you know, future notice here. Before you talk about penis length here. You need to be able to answer forthrightly how deep. All right. You know what? I'll go measure and I'll get back to you, Marty, okay? <laughs> okay. I'll, <laughs> I'll talk to you later, dears. Have a good evening. Good night. Hail victory. Hail victory. Did I or did I not say this would be entertainment, fucktardtainment? Didn't I say that? Before she came uh, in? Yes, she, yeah, she did said, ask her, I and said, uh, I, 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 I think be, I... I said she would be a tard and a half, didn't I? Well, yeah, and I, I think I brought up quite a few points that she didn't even have answers for, and it's like, Really? She can't. She can't answer that because she already. She's like Russ Walker. She already knows the answers. You hear what they said about Ronald Reagan? You know the thing was that you know what he didn't know is all the shit he thought he knew that wasn't so, and that's that's what she is. She reality to her. Reality to her is something she's going to study, and she's got to. She's got to believe in it before it becomes reality. Reality isn't reality to her. It's something that it's only reality when she agrees it's reality. Which means that she's not she's not she's not with reality here. I, I mean I decided I decided just you know play the game for yucks here. I decided to go ahead and play the you know play it for yucks here. She's yapping about penis size, so I decided to go ahead and just ask her how deep and have a little bit of fun with her. You know what I mean? Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah let's, take, right. let's take a let's take a short break here. Maybe do we'll call in. Maybe not. Uh, and what happens is that uh, this has been this has been an interesting podcast because I got my monologue in, and we had uh, well we had some we had some tartainment tonight too, didn't we? Right. Yeah, I'd like Visor sock puppet or um, 
uh, what's the other tart up here? Siegfried to call oh, in. Oh, you know, Siegfried, he's a, you know, he's a, he's a television Jew boy, and uh, this is Sock Puppet, why he's a Nimbuster tart, okay? And, and that's uh, Max Sacker is, uh, he's another Nimbuster tart. He was affiliated with the Jew Paul Dembski and Nimbuster, and essentially not Nimbuster, but the Newskike, who is uh, doing the show again. So, once you know your once you know your tards, you get to where you don't even you know. Once you've looked underneath their tail, you know where the tard has been. You know what I mean, or what the tard is. Okay. Well, Sigfrod says I'm willing to call him, but I want money. But um, you know what? If you're going to talk all that shit about the NSSMC, then uh, Sig, you need to you need to call in and, and explain yourself. Why does he need to explain himself? He's a television Jew boy. Okay. Well, if he's a Jew boy, then um, that's all I need to know.
They had passwords that only the initiated understood, and signals which meant everything or nothing. A night bird was a messenger, a day bird a courier. They knew the names or the numbers of the pursuing regiments from the shoes of their horses and told the nationality of troops by the manner in which twigs were broken along the line of march. They could see in the night like other beasts of prey and hunted most when it was darkest. No matter for a road, so only there was a trail, and no matter for a trail, so only there was a direction. When there was no wind, and when the clouds hid the sun or the stars, they traveled by the moss on the trees. In the daytime, they looked for this moss with their eyes, and in the nighttime, with their hands. Living much in fastnesses, they were rarely surprised, while solitude developed and made more acute every instinct of self-preservation. By degrees, a caste began to be established, free to come and go, bound by no enlistment and dependent upon no bounty, hunted by one nation and apologized for by the other. Merciful rarely and merciless often, loving liberty in a blind, idolatrous fashion, half reality, half superstition, holding no crime so bad as that of cowardice, courteous to women amid all the wild license of pillage and slaughter, steadfast as faith to comradeship or friend, too serious for boastfulness and too near the unknown to deceive themselves with vanity. Starved today and feasted tomorrow, victorious in this combat or decimated in that, receiving no quarter and giving none. Astonishing pursuers by the swiftness of a retreat or shocking humanity by the completeness of a massacre. A sable fringe on the blood-red garments of civil war or a perpetual cutthroat in ambush in the midst of contending Christians. Is it any wonder that in time the guerrilla organization came to have captains and leaders and discipline and a language and fastnesses and hiding places and a terrible banner? Unknown to the winds. Mother, oh dear mother, you know I 
Is going to do 
you. And when people ask questions like that, it's in the sense of, is this going to be the straw which breaks the camel's back? That's you know that's the question, and the answer, and that's why it's so important, is that if you are like myself here, always trying, always trying to throw tinder or a match into the combustion, which is Zog Babylon, you know, in order to have an inferno, which burns everything, you know, uh, burns the what coast to coast. Shore to shore, open air nut house. We we call Zog Babylon third and final. You know, there's there's creatures, there's people like me, you know, who are motivated by hate, by vengeance, but also by lawfulness. You know, in love of you know, our people. You know, I'm motivated by a number of things. You know, there's some that is not, which probably Opnos found horrifying. And then there's others which often will find, well, hey, I, I agree with that, but she, she defines her reality in terms of whether or not she understands it. In many cases, in many cases, it's sort of like, well, it's sort of like uh, a, a savage or a, bar, you know, or a primitive. You know, you have all these characters who claim to be wilderness or the rest here. Uh, they're actually following a god king who lived around the second century AD who displaced the worship of the local, what, fertility goddess. Uh, you know, in that part of Europe, is called Nerthius. Uh In Babylon, it was called Ishtar or Ishtar or Eelster, you know, which was a takeoff of Semiramis. But you have all these people. You know, in fact, these creators, they are making what they think is a white man's religion. It was founded by a Jew named Benny Classen. But they're they're trying to attribute, like old William Pierce, they're trying to attribute godlike attributes to essentially just random nature, in, in which case they're really not much different than just this animist nigger who believes that there's a god, there's a god in the... In the stream, there's a god in the river, there's a god in this rock, there's a god over here in this tree, there's a god, you know, therefore, and you got to placate every single one of them, lest, you know, lest one of the gods get pissed here and fuck you up here. And that's what, you know, that's what most people are here. They don't, they claim to be Christian. Uh, so Michelle, I was trying to get her to see some reality. You know, I was talking to her about, well, squirrels, about how squirrels, they sort of sense when things are bad, and rather than, you know, in some cases, what they'll do. I don't know if your wife's The Walking Dead, but you end up having the cannibal talk, you know, the cannibal talk about how bears will eat their, you know, will eat their young when times get rough, because the bear can always have more young. But the mama bear dies, the cubs are going to die anyway, so might as well go ahead and eat their young. Well, maybe the mama squirrel occasionally eats her own pups too. I mean, you know that sows do. Sows will roll over, in some cases, will eat their own piglets here. Is this is this a natural thing? No, it is something that they do because they're animals. They do, you know, they they are led by some sort of instinct. 
Joanna's mama's school. She'll she's the she'll she's the best ever pups. You know, she squeezed out five or six or four of them, however many she got. And she will, you know, she will bite off the testicles of the smaller, weaker males that she's just squeezed out here. Because times are rough here. But you gotta you gotta go ahead and look for the next generation. And it was Jim Floyd who uh, about of Alabama who told me that. Jim Jim was a you know, a wise old, he was my movement mentor. So you know, so the then the joke is, well how come niggers ain't that smart as mama's as mother squirrels here? You know, squirrels do squirrels do you know squirrels squirrels really aren't able to see the future. They're not really able to plan for the future, but you know that doing what is necessary to do for the entire squirrel kind indicates that I guess squirrels have better have better vision than I guess niggers do. Sometimes I think they have better vision than Jews do. Parasitic evil creatures who are the spawn of Satan. Now here's Optima. She comes in and she's talking to Messianic Jews. She's eating Jew food, which is not a smart idea. I mean, especially around Passover and Pearl Fest. But <laughs> she, uh, you know, she's you know she's running around looking for all sorts of things to believe in and you know to fill up her noggin with notions, more notions. And she'll agree with the ones that she finds agreeable and disagree with the ones she doesn't hear. You know, and that way she's sort of like Russ Walker. Last night I had Russ Walker in, and it was sort of like it was sort of like me inviting him to an all-you-can-eat buffet. And about 40 years ago, the price of all-you-can-eat was three dollars. And you can go ahead, you pay in advance, and you eat all you can eat. Sometimes you might get too much and you end up barfing it up, so then you go ahead and eat some more. I don't know. You know, I, I tend to avoid doing that. Uh, but still, what what happens? Russ Russ yapped his stupid shit for about an hour and a half, and then you know, then when the ass chewing, when the ass chewing zoomed here to show that Russ was a total tard, Russ ran off. Uh, no, he only got about half the ass chewing to pay of uh, what he what he spent yapping here. But Russ is similarly disagreeable to reality. Trying to explain to Abna Femna that guess what? There's only very few white people around. That there's not there's not the resources there's not the what there's not the oil there's not any of the resources certainly not the metallurgical resources to provide for Oppenheimer. She turns on a light switch. She expects she was in California though. And things are going to get expensive there. But oh, okay, we have Dewey on. Hold on. Hello, Joey. I noticed that you have been around for the last half hour of this retard show. Yeah, it's been funny. <laughs> I, I, I told I told John 
that this is a live card when Optima got on there. And she was a live card, didn't she? Wasn't she? Yeah. yeah, of course, you know, they say, well, they didn't know I've been taught. They didn't know I've learned it in school. Well, she's going to study. She's going to study it around and think here. I mean, she was, she was, she was, she was, uh, She's giving John a hard time because he likes riding his motorcycle, and she was talking about cockling. So I decided, to, well, hey, ask a skank. You know, if skank who mentions about cockling, you need to go ahead and ask her how deep. You know what I mean, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very much. So, so, <laughs> so I did here, and I talked about April Gady. She was a uh, she was doing she was the national line skank, and she she screwed on Wiggerswell. We lost Williams. And he lives he lives uh, in eastern Tennessee, uh, somewhere. But in any case, uh, yeah, he's trying to be nice. And so essentially, she uh, she said that he had a reorgan, and he said, "Well, I didn't know I had planned such a large cathedral." So then I went ahead and had the other stuff. That supposedly uh, April Gady said the Wiggerswell well, his response to it here. So <laughs> April Gady sure. didn't make sense of that. She, she, she can find out a lot of good information how the blacks have been the backbone of America. Yeah. Well, the Jews are probably full of that if she isn't one herself. Okay, ignore history because it is today being rewritten. Well, yeah. Okay, what you find in schools is the founding fathers were all a bunch of perverts. You know, you got a philandering Benjamin Franklin. Then you have, uh, you know, a Jefferson, and he's out screwing the niggers in a, you know, shed out back. Then you have that, that, you know, all these horrible people that happened to be white. You know, oh, yeah. they were devils, and I posted in your chat, leave Africa alone and let it destroy itself. There are, it well. there are, there are some niggers, there are some niggers, the old niggers, they're, you know, when the, when the, Belgian, when the Belgians, I mean, King Leopold was a real bastard, you know, with the Congo. Israel bastard with the Congo, but when the Belgians pulled out in 1960, that was as good as the Congo ever got. The Belgians wouldn't let the niggers kill and eat one another. They, you know, they tried to build a railroad, then they got away from it. So what they did is they built they built these steam ships, which would push margins, which would burn. All this wood, which was on the Congo, and they used to have about twenty of them. Then they used to have ten of them. Then they used to have five of them. Now they'll have one or two of them here. And you know, here are some of these niggers are just wanting the Belgians to come back to the Congo. You no, know, the, the niggers were left to themselves. Uh, they, you, know, you had to be tough to be a nigger. They, they lived. They lived in many cases less well than chimpanzees and gorillas do. So if you're going to talk about what the America what the niggers did to help America, why not talk about the horses 
You know, where would America be in 1776 without horses or mules? Well, yeah, or mules. Or, All right, uh, let's talk about the part they played. <laughs> so uh, maybe in March we have Horse Day. <laughs> now we'll start naming roads after Belgians and Clydesdales and Morgans and, you know, all that kind of breed. Well, she knows herself. The niggers today, all of them in America, ought to get down on their knees and thank the white man for developing a country that tried to stop them from eating each other and actually gave them food clothing, and shelter. I'm sure Oprah Winfrey would like to go live in Africa because I can see her packing her bags down. <laughs> okay, Bill Cosby, does he, you know, the great American dad, you know, what does he do? He runs around raping all these women and all that's covered up. We have all the silliness going on with the Jew media hyping all the niggers. Well, that's the foment chaos in America. Anarchy. The Jew can never take over anything completely without anarchy. So, we have what you said you started out the broadcast with. We have more supposed white people murdering up on these poor innocent blacks. Okay, let's go ahead and set it all on fire because the anarchy will not bring about what the Jew desires. When anarchy occurs, it's all up in the air. They think they got everything in place to control it. They can't control it. You get a fire one, you're lucky to control it. So it'll burn itself up. Let her burn. Let niggers ride. Let police shoot them. You know, couldn't happen to two better groups. But they work with each other. That's why I was telling, you know, I I called to uh, John's show, and I says, well, shoot, you guys know what niggers are like. You know what pigs are like. And now everybody has a freaking cell phone. Why is anybody surprised that you've seen, you know, I mean, you should be more surprised you didn't see it sooner. You know what I mean? Uh, Especially this this video of a pig shooting a nigger that's running away. You know, you ought to be surprised it didn't happen before. And it has happened before. It happened, uh, very early, twenty uh, some years ago, with uh, in Los Angeles. Of course, that was you know that nigger really didn't deserve his ass whooping at the time. Rodney King did, but you ended up having what a billion dollars worth of uh, billion dollars worth of uh, damage, and you had quote fifty six usually Mongol and Whigger lives lost in this rioting twenty some years ago in Los Angeles. Yeah, and the best part, Marty, is they burn up nigger town. Yeah, they burned up. Well, that's what they did in Ferguson. 
That's exactly what he's planned. The, the crooked, the crooked uh, prosecuting attorney, and that idiot Jay Nixon. That, you know, he's a worthless piece of shit. As a, as a, uh, essentially, you know, he's he's a governor of the state. He's a worthless, lying piece of shit. And what they did is they brought in the National Guard, but they made damn sure the National Guard only protected the, you know, right. the public they buildings. Did it. They did it in Chicago. They did it in Detroit. Everywhere they get going crazy, they destroy nigger towns. Yeah, they they burn their own they burn their own nest down. And that that suits me just fine. Burn yourself up, destroy everything you got, and why would Africa be any different? Burn it down. Yeah. Okay, we need a cleansing. Yahweh God's going to bring a cleansing. He's going to bring a fire. He's bring it in this nation. He's going to bring it all over the world. Conditions will continue to worsen. They've got to. How else will it burn? You yeah. want to clean a field off before you plow it and plant it, burn it. Got rid of all that seed, weed seed, tares, all that. These people, like, like that woman that called in, she thinks she knows something about evil. Well, maybe she does. Maybe she looked in the mirror this day. I don't know. But the hell they spout is evil. Oh, yeah. She she likes calling the race and its purity and life force in it will build a great nation. Mm-hmm. Once you start bringing in all the other, and then it mixes up, that nation self destructs. Now that's yeah. history. Yeah, and that's what they want to bring in. Okay, I want to have. White pudding, I want to have chocolate pudding, but I really don't like white, and I really don't like chocolate, so I'm going to mix it up real good. That's their goal, mix it up. It's the great leveler and the great destroyer. All genius is destroyed. All greatness is destroyed with the great leveler. That's what's going on in our country. Level it all out. The Jew thinks they will then be so far superior they will have no trouble controlling it. You know, this Judaized government that money has established, and this person wants to blame the government? That's craziness. The government is a result of what is going on in the nation. Oh, it's the people. Well, look at what we got. Look at the people we got. What did we have 100 years ago? What have we got today? And they're telling us we need more of what we got today to make things better. Things are worse. They continue to get worse. Yeah. Nobody looks at the 
who brought us down this road except these serpy saying serpents with their pie-in-the-sky platitudes that hold no truth in nature? Forget the Bible. You know, even though I want to know about Jesus, I want, I want to do more to learn about Jesus, well, go read John 2. He made a whip. He beat people. Go read John 8. He identifies who this evil seed is. You won't find out about Jesus. You're not going to find it out in the synagogue, in the schools, in the educational perversion that's going on in them. You're not going to find it out on the Jew media. Look at nature itself. And you were talking about these squirrels. The thing of it is with animals, a weak one is born, the mother will destroy it. They have a sense. And they know what's defect and defunct. And they take care of it. Oh, no, not in America. We feed it. We give it money, we give it housing, we give it everything it needs to prosper and reproduce. Well, that too's coming to an end. And then we'll see how they survive. Nature is a great restrictor of what survives and doesn't. Nature itself. And this thing going on today is an abomination of nature, and it will go to the natural law. Now, it may not be in the next year or 10 years, but that's where it's headed. You will not frustrate nature. You will not control nature. They think, oh, well, we can control it. Okay, watch the tornadoes come through. Watch the hurricanes. Watch nature. You see how much control man has over it? And we're headed to that natural resolution of things. You devastate everything in this nation. Guess what's going to live through it? And every every white man ought to be looking and rejoicing to that burning down of everything. He carved it out of a wilderness. He can carve it out of a desolation. We won't do what God has told us to do. That's okay. It will end up being right where it needs to be. Starting over. And there's only one group that will ever pull its own weight. That looks at the helping hand as being attached to his own arm. The area I live in has never wanted the government to do anything except leave them the hell alone. So a lot of government people disappear in these mountains. 
Leave them the hell alone. It was this group of people that Washington had to marshal the troops to declare war on to bring them back under the control of the bureaucracy of the federal government. That spirit still resides. I don't want to take over your show, Martin, but no, no, no. I I agree. I agree. We say, I I heard a, I heard my mentor say is that when times are tough, especially mama school, choose the best you know over male pumps, and she'll she'll bite the testicles of the other ones off here. So, but you're right. I mean, a deformed a deformed animal, a deformed person, a deformed person didn't. You know, didn't get to live. That's why. That's why. That's why. I mean, you know, my my ancestors they came from. Well, most of them came from. You know, half of them came from Southwest Sweden, but the rest of them came from rather northern climates around the Baltic. And as a result, you were stupid. You were indolent. You were lazy. You were. You know. You were. You know. Feckless. You're feckless like a nigger. You starved to death, or you died, or you didn't survive. You had to, you had to sort of think things through. You know what I mean? So as a result, as a result, a lot of a lot of the traditions they were, you know, they were raised in is that you worked, you know, you worked hard to put out the, you know, put out the, uh, you know, put out the seed. You made sure the weeds were killed off. You made sure the harvest was brought in. You you acted you acted responsibly. You know, I mean that that purpose was so that you could survive. And you know, and you know here you know here is you know here she is. She has you know she has some notions. She has some notions, but you know what she's saying is bullshit. But she's just repeating this Catholic horseshit. That she heard, and now she's wanting to talk to Messianic Jews about Jesus. Right, right, right. right. Why? I'm trying to tell her. I'm trying to tell her is that you don't want to eat Jew food. Certainly not around Pentecost, and certainly not around Passover. You know, no telling what's in that. You know what I mean? You want to? You don't want to eat Jew food. You don't want to eat the Jews. You know what I mean? The Bible, the Bible says, if you don't work, you don't eat. The law of nature says, the strong do not subsidize the weak. The weak that can do nothing. The weak that don't want to do anything. So that's where we're headed. When it comes down to paying your income tax, or buying food, I already know what's going to happen to the revenue of the federal government. And when that goes away, who's going to take care of the weak, of all these whatnots that are in our country being taken care of, whether you're a beaner and come in here and, oh, you can go to the hospital and get everything 
You can go anywhere and get everything, or whether you're a nigger that's been here for 200 years, moaning and groaning that you ain't got anything. Wait a minute, we're going to take away all your subsidies. Uh, then we'll see how you get along. And after you get mad enough and burn down nigger town, you can kind of walk around in the ruins and starve to death. Now, nature will not be frustrated, nor the law of Yahweh God. So all we're going to do is watch it unfold. If you've ever driven a truck, especially over the George Washington Bridge to New York, you realize, or, you know, driven a truck, you realize how easy it would be to sever, you know, the east of Mississippi, you know, east of Mississippi from the west of Mississippi. All you have to do is take down about, oh, 10 bridges. And essentially, America... You know, America is going to be divided. You know what I mean? All you have, you know, if, if you want to go ahead and make, if you want to go ahead and make New York City starve, all you have to do is take down the George Washington, the Verrazano Narrow, and the Tappan Zee Bridge. I mean, it won't be able to support itself. So how in the world, how in the world are these Chicago niggers going to feed? How are these Camden, New Jersey niggers going to feed? How are they going to live? And some white people realize, is, okay, what's going to happen when the niggers boil out of Springfield? I said, oh, they'll be gunned down before they get to Willard. What about Kansas City niggers? Oh, they'll be gunned down before they get to Carisonville. You know, people aren't going to put up. People aren't going, you know, when things fall apart, they're not going to fall, you know, they're not going to worry. So, yeah, these people asking, well, what about, what about this, you know, pig shooting this nigger? And I'll have so-called white nationalists whine on behalf of the, of the pigs. The damn pigs are a bigger threat than the niggers are. I mean, huh. if it wasn't huh. for the pigs, if it wasn't for the pigs, we could go ahead and gun down them niggers and Jews and beaters right now. You know what I mean? Martin, you don't even have to. They'll do their own sale. <laughs> well, yeah, it will. It will end up that way. Oh, what's the greatest crime in America is black on black. Leave them alone. Pull all enforcement out of the black areas and watch them go. <laughs> you know, it's not difficult. Law enforcement is to bring the same law that is in prison. It is to enforce the ungodliness edicts of the government upon us. That's what law enforcement's established for. Yeah. It isn't to control crime. We got more crime today than we've ever had before. We got more law enforcement today than we ever have before, and nobody seems to pick up on the link between them. They are set up to control law, 
the lawless people, but the law-abiding people. Yeah. That's all they want to control. That's law. Everybody wants law and order. Okay, go visit a prison. And heck, the schools are nothing but that now. Yeah, they're... You look at a school, why, it's all fenced in. They got guards all over everywhere. And what's that to take care of? All the crime and violence in the schools. I did, I did some messages in 1976. And I was talking about the crime and lawlessness that was in the schools then. A la mode integration, a la mode busing. Look at what it's given us. And who gave it to us? All these syrupy, sane whatnots that was on your program tonight. Now, you can, you're not going to violate the law of nature very long, and nature will win. Only a deluded mind thinks they can control nature. The law of nature will be in force. This is a momentary blip, bump, in a long road of history. When you take 200 years and compare it to 7,000 years, what are we looking at? One little frame in a long movie? It's going to play out. And I don't care what they print, say, believe, do, or anything else. It will win. And the thing of a never-ending support of that which cannot support itself will go away. Thus the financial system, what happens? Yahweh, God's gathered all those for destruction into all the big cities. Great. Get a disease going, where's it going to you know, and not out in the country. In the cities, dense population. What did Thomas Jefferson have to say about this? Oh, well, nobody knows. Well, he said that cities were essentially evil places. They were foreign to all that was good. Right. He said if America does what Europe did, it will, be, it will destroy America. All roads lead to Rome, then Rome falls. Then what happens? Nobody's afraid of Rome anymore. Then we have, they called the Dark Ages. They were dark. They was dark for Jew control. Well, that man got along just fine. Now, the truth will win, and the truth is nature itself. 
Now, Yahweh God's giving you a book like an owner's manual to a car, and you can see the principles in it. And they're the same principles. That's why blue jays don't mix with robins. Who taught them? Who turned them into racists? You take bees from one hive... And that bee goes over and decides to drop in on another hive. All those bees will kill it. Well, maybe we need to be teaching the lessons of the birds and the bees. So much for send us all your impoverished, all your wretched, all the dregs. Send them in here. Flat us with it, and we'll put up a statue of the goddess Diana to welcome you. Now, this thing's going to play out. Every fever will reach a climax. Then it breaks. The patient will recover. Now, those that hate the Word of God... I just want to tell you something. He said he has a people he's chosen, and they're not these Jews. And I'll tell that guest of yours that was yimmer-ammering tonight, I'll give anyone $10,000 to dust off the old King James and find me the verse where it says the Jews are God's chosen people, or that the Jews are Israel. But I'll give you some verses where Jesus said they are the children of the devil, and this is the only group he's ever said that to. And you get these Baal churches called Christian, and they teach that everybody is a child of the devil except the Jew. Forget what Jesus said. We're going to ignore him. Everywhere they've ever gone, they have brought destruction, evil. Everywhere they go, everywhere their presence has been. Prior to World War II, what big uproar was in the Middle East? None. After the Balfour Declaration, and we brought all them Jews into Palestine, it's been perpetual bloodshed ever since. Well, I don't mind that. I don't mind whatnots killing Jews and Jews killing whatnots. But if you can't see anything, you are blind indeed. Where are we today? Oh, well, we just need more of what we've been doing. And then things will be better. No, the fever will continue to increase. There will be a crisis. And I welcome it. 
People may have hard times. That's good. Hard times separates the weak from the strong. That it does, brother. That it does. The cream comes to the top. I don't care how much you want to spin it, ignore it. There are laws involved here just as absolute as the law of gravity. Now, you can get up on that Empire State Building and jump off because somebody told you in school you could fly. Well, we'll see. Law of gravity hadn't been suspended, nor any of the other laws. Ignore them all you want and say all the little sounding good platitudes you want. It changes nothing. So I don't fear these people. They self-destruct. And they can, you know, bring all their garbage in, dump it all over everywhere, but it too will go to nothing Everything they're teaching in school today amounts to nothing because the people are so zombatized, they won't ever remember any of it. They can't remember how to add. <laughs> okay, you take Christians. They can't add. They want you to buy in on their mumbo-jumbo, and they can't add. They think from Friday to Sunday is three days. <laughs> they can't add. Oh, well, Jesus crucified on Friday, and he, he wasn't in the tomb on Sunday, ignoring everything he ever said. They can't add. Well, how do you get three days? How do you get three days and three nights over if he was crucified on Friday? You know, he rose on Sunday morning. I mean, how how in the world? How in the world? Where do you get three days and three nights out of that? Right, right, and that makes <laughs> as much sense as the rest of their dogma. It makes as much sense as everything else being taught. Makes no sense. Well, I don't fear these people. They're all dead. They got nothing going on between the ears. Will they survive? No. They can't understand basic laws. They won't survive. Am I going to weep for them? No. Israel, two million left Egypt. Two million died in the wilderness. Two didn't. Two out of two million. Now, am I going to weep for the all those that died? No. You can't go on as long as they are present. Kill them all. And the sooner the better. Doesn't matter if only Caleb and Joshua are left. Good riddance. That's what's going to happen. All this stuff today, it's going away. 
It'll increase, self-destruct, implode. I have no doubt. That's what I know. I can see it in nature and understand the plan of God and how nature itself declares it. Now, they can yammer all they want to and hide out on the Internet and have a bunch of crazy names. It'll work, but there's a lot going away. And it's going to be surprising what groups go. Yesterday, April 9th, was the 150th anniversary of Appomattox. And uh, pretty much, you know, I, I, I've explained that Robert E. Lee was not going, you know, it wasn't Yahweh's will that the South should win because we had to be in the situation we are today. But, you know, Robert E. Lee didn't you know he tried to he tried to rather than have a guerrilla warfare you know against the north and wear them you know wear them down you know you know to where they couldn't occupy and keep you know keep intact the south he decided to engage in a war of attrition against the north when he couldn't afford to do so uh but i was, I was looking at this book where uh, toward the end, toward the end, when Richmond fell, you had a whole bunch of stuff occur all at once, and Robert E. Lee tried to break, you know, break away, and so he was trapped and he had to surrender. But uh, you know, no, I, I, you know, I, I, you have all these people here. So anyway, I want to, you know, do you have any thoughts about the 150th anniversary of? Uh, the end of Civil War One, and uh, I believe Civil War Two is going on right now. But you know, any thoughts about that, Billy? Well, I agree with you. The the war's never been over. I don't care what documents they sign. It's the same war. It's a racial war. Robert E. Lee, as you said, didn't have the insight. God didn't give it to him, or else the first battle, Battle of Bull Run, he would have marched straight into Washington, D.C., burned it to the ground, and proceeded north and killed everything. No, he just wouldn't be left alone. The South. What they do? They seceded. Leave us alone. The North says, oh, no, we're going to make you come back, and then we're going to give you all the evil we wanted to do before the war. Now, at the end of the war at Appomattox, if Robert E. Lee had the knowledge, in the beginning he had then... The Battle of Appomattox would have been the end of the war. Wouldn't have been the first little deal. 
All those people came to watch that battle and brought picnic lunches and nooses. They were going to watch the Great Union destroy the South, Robert E. Lee, and have a party. Well, they threw down their nooses, they jumped off and ran off and left their picnic baskets and fled in terror, and he did not pursue. So, what did we do? We got a bloodletting, a bloodletting of whites. It's always been the Jew has made all the things that the white man bought in on and began to fight among their own self and kill the white man. White Western history is nothing but whites killing whites. The Jew controlled Europe governments with their money, same way they control our government with their money. Who gets elected? Those that have the Jew money. You don't become a senator of a state and have a campaign fund of a dollar and 49 cents. It's money controls. The golden rule is he that has the gold rules. Well, at one point, money will become worthless. We've seen it fluctuate in our own country. We call it depression. We call it inflation. There's a million names for it. Recession. It's the manipulation of money. Somebody will come one day and offer you gold, silver, money for some food to eat. You say, no, I got none. I got enough for me. You go scavenge around and dig around and feed your face today. Our people are not going to like that. They're used to the easy. They're a bunch of dope addicts, and all they want's the next fix. So they trot off to the drug man. God's going to bust it all. The law of nature will bust it all, whether you're an atheist or not. You do not control nature. That's a pipe dream, wishful thinking, an ego-driven fuel that will burn you down. sooner you understand nature, how to live in nature, the sooner you will learn to survive what is coming. People think, well, I'll just get me a piece of land and grow me food. I got news for you. Ain't nobody going to do that. You get hungry, you're going to go plant a crop, and you think you're going out the next day and harvest? 
what are you going to do for the next three to four months? And all of a sudden, what makes you the guru on planting? You plant a crop and you're waiting for it to come in and the bugs eat it up, the worms eat it up, drought gets it, Hey, for what you planted didn't even come up because you don't know how to plant. You don't know how to prepare the ground. That takes a life experience. Oh, well, I'm going to learn it in five minutes because I'm hungry. No. Don't work that way. You're going to die. Hard reality, hard truths, people don't want to hear it. So the person that begins to talk about them, oh, well, they're crazy. They're drunk out of their mind. Truth, truth. And it's rubbed in our face continually. Oh, no, we're going to listen to what we've been taught in school. Oh, no, we're going to just mind over it. I've been told this, that, and the other. Okay, that's fine. You die. Suits me. Strong will survive. And I guarantee you it ain't the niggers and all the other whatnots. What, we, we still going over to Africa and feeding them people and we still going over there and digging them wells? Leave them alone. The law of nature will take care of that population. God did not call us to be the policemen of the world. He didn't call us to be the breadbasket of the world. He didn't call us to be the cow that the whole world can milk and then curse. Uh, What I was was trying to explain to Silly Optima is that, you know, only 8% or less of the the world can be deemed to be whitish. You know what I mean? So how, you know, how in the world or you know, how in the world is fewer and fewer and fewer levels of white people going to be able to support themselves, much less, you know, all these niggers, all these beaters, all these Jews, all these other creatures. You know, these creatures can't, you know, these creatures can't provide for themselves. And, you know, even so-called whitish people can't provide for themselves. How the hell are they going to be provided for? And the answer is they're not. You know what I mean? And you, you try to explain to a critter like Optimal Femme that, well, she doesn't believe it. You know what I mean? Right. So, well, I think it's sense. interesting, Martin. You start talking about reality. Yeah. And you say, well, they got, they got a little reality. you got none. You either got reality or you don't. It's not a thing of a little. Yeah, she's going to study. She's going to study to find out what reality is. And she likes what she learned. Why, that's going to be her new reality. You know, you idiot. 
They got no clue of reality. Reality is what you see going on around you. What Yahweh God said will happen. He set up the laws. Nature is working in accordance with that. You're not going to violate them. Now, who wants to hear it? Evidently, not very many, because everybody's bailed out of your broadcast. Well, no, this is uh this is uh talks to you. Uh yeah, I mean, you know, we got the movement of the third, evidently they all got flushed. <laughs> well, yeah. They got they got flushed by talks to you. I mean, uh probably will be like there's five more minutes left here. Uh, I started to show around though ten thirty ish here, so Chances are the show is going to end one way or the other in the next five minutes. Right, right. But, you know, these are hard sayings. Who wants to hear them? Nobody. Well, I mean, the reason to have Optima on, you know, like I told, like I told, uh, you know, uh, ANSSMC John is that, hey, this is a real life. This, you know, Michelle is a delusional Catholic. You know, she's a delusional Catholic, uh, Polish, you know, Polish uh, hibernator mix, and she's messed, she's messed up in the head. We'll, we will have a real-life Tard who will amuse us. And so she, she's told by how smart she is, how good she is, and what a good Catholic she is, and how she can't stand our hate, but she's on there, she's listening. And every so often, she's got to give us some of the craziness. So, hey, uh, I didn't take her seriously. Uh, <laughs> right. And that, they'll, be in that, they'll be in that happy group walking right down into the abyss. <laughs> yeah. Singing all their silliness. Saying all the junk all the way down till they gasp their last breath. Or she'll run to a group of niggers say, "Oh yes, why well, you all got you you're just a fe- you're just a fellow, you know, creatures of God here, and they're hungry." You know what right, I mean? Right, right. You know, I mean, <laughs> that's not going to end up well. Yeah, if you like them so well, go live among them. But she doesn't. She doesn't. She wants to. Like most liberal figures, she wants to make poor white people live among them. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Make everybody live among them but me. But me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All these little, you know, Ted Kennedy. Ted me? Kennedy. Why, hey, I just love hey. them niggers. Let's bring more in. Let's bring more into the United States here. Well, you know, I don't, I never re- recollect that he opened up what? Hyannis Port here to buy every single Jamaican who came in. Now, did he? No. All these whatnots dream is to live with white people. Yeah. Okay, every nigger that becomes prosperous moves not to a black section, but to a white one. Yeah. Okay, Bainers and all the rest of them, where do they go? They don't go to Watts. They won't get out of that. They don't want to go go to East Los Angeles. They want out of that. 
That's why they came into this country to start with, was to get away from all that and live among whites. Yeah. And then bring all their garbage with them and want to change the very thing they came to into what they ran away from. Well, yeah. The Uplinger's doing that, too, from California and places like that where they screwed the shit up. Well, I don't want to, you know, Uyghurs, you you think, oh, these are white people. No, they're not. They don't have the spirit in them of race. And without that, you are not a member of the race. So you think even if the pure-blooded figures, you know, if essentially if they got a bunch of Jew and nigger between the ears, they're just simply, they're just, they might as well be Mongols anyway. You know, they're simply not decrepit. Yeah, they don't have a driving force in them of race, of spirit. So they're not a member of the race. There's just so much chaff floating around on the surface, but they are not that deep underlying current that drives. So uh, they're just more whatnots. They're void. They're not us. And you waste your time dealing with that I'm in search of what? Those that have that spirit in them. And I'm not going to find them out there in the great majority or in the great white sections of this country. But I'm going to find them where people are still independent and free. I'm going to find them where life's tough. Not easy. Have you, have you always lived in eastern Tennessee, Billy? Yeah, I live in the foothills of the Great Smoky Mountains, which is the Appalachian Mountains. Great Smoky Mountains is a section of the Appalachians that the federal government took over, called it the Great Smoky Mountain National Park, and drove many, many people off their land doing it. Why? We got to get them in the cities. We've got to terminate that spirit of race in them and pollute them. Always trying to get these people out of their heritage and out of their background of the mountains. The mountains are tough. So you have two great mountain chains in the east, the Cumberlands and the Appalachians. Those people that still live in those mountains 
They're the repository of what's going to live and survive. They already got it tough. They know what tough is. And you're not going to find all the whatnots around them. Whatnots can't get the freebies there. You don't want to, you know, so choosing to live in the season of the plane like Watt did, it wasn't a wise decision, now was it? Right, they may. They may be taken out of the cities before they burn, but they're coming out with nothing. They might have had wealth going in just like a lot, but they leave with nothing. Don't even leave with their own family. So these are examples we've been given in the Bible. Well, I hate the Bible. Okay. I don't care. Hate God. Hate everything. But nature will win the day. I don't care what you believe in, except choose, you'll freeze to death, you'll starve to death. That's a law of nature. Man's played mental gymnastics from day one. It doesn't put food on your table when you can't go to the store and buy it. They don't keep you warm when there's no electricity. You don't even know how to build a fire. You know, we've become so far removed. Now, how do we learn these things again? You don't. You die. It's not something you learn in a week, a month, or a year. Oh, we got to have gasoline. I got to drive my car. Drive it where? I've got to have electricity. I won't be able to watch television or get on the computer. Okay. So what? There was life before that. And if it takes going back to very primitive state and bringing it up again, that's what will happen. The survivors will understand the principles involved and they will begin to teach them so emphatically that their descendants will never change and forget them because they know where it leads. Get a little well, survivors, I mean, the time ahead is going to call. It's going to call the herd. Right. It's really, it's really, it's really going to, well, not really call the herd. I mean, the herd's going to die. Uh, there might be some, there might be some remnants or bits and pieces from the herd. But that's when people get down. Well, 
You're talking about killing white people. No, I'm talking about nature taking its course. That's the only thing that's going, that's the only thing going to save us. I mean, you have all these people that run around and play Nazi or play Civil War or something like that, and they don't seem to understand is that there's nothing Adolf Hitler could do differently which would have saved him, would have saved that you know, particular regime. There's nothing that Robert E. Lee you know, could have done which would have, which would have changed it. Was it Yahweh's will that it be done that way? It was going to, you, you've had two seed lines, and Yahweh has kept one, kept one, the G seed line. It's kept it, it, it you've, had, you've, had them, you've had their power taken away, like the Hittites or like the Khazars. But they haven't they haven't been destroyed. But we are coming we are coming to the we're coming to the end here, to where essentially all the bills are going to be paid. And you can't really talk about the herd being cold because the herd is just simply shit. You know, pretty much. You know what I mean? So Yahweh God is going to reserve unto himself a few. And that lesson is going to be so severe, they'll never forget it. Hard lessons learned are never forgotten. Easy come, easy go. And the history of our people is outlined in the Bible. They've been on a roller coaster. Well, this is going to terminate. This is going to be the great final lesson of the end of this age. And it is going to be so severe, they ain't anybody going to forget it. I believe that's the case. Anyway, I think we're going to be kicked off for about four or five minutes. So I'm going to, I guess I'm going to just call night because, you know, if we're going to be kicked off the next one or two minutes anyway, why? You know, that's it here. Did you have anything you want to say, John? Okay, well, I, I guess not here. Anyway, I'm going to go ahead and just end the recording, and we'll just go ahead and call it night, all right? Well, it was, a, it was an interesting show, and I had I had a real-life target call in here, and often the feminine was the music. Uh, <laughs> choir music. I mean, the worst thing to do when you have a TARD call in is to take the TARD seriously. Uh, you need to ridicule the TARD. You need to make fun of the TARD. You need to have the TARD understand the TARD's place, and that is to provide amusement. You know? <laughs> well, I get tickled at them. Huh? I get tickled at them. I thought I was hilarious. I'm glad you called in. <laughs> okay, they just mouth and mouth and mouth, and all I see is they are going to doom. Well, yeah. Say your, just say your little old things on your way to destruction. I think it's funny. Well, there's yeah, there's more there's more heifers like Asma here out in Zogland. In fact, most of the Mars are like her. She, you know, she is not atypical. 
Who feels threatened by any of their jibber-jabber is also weak. (laughs) That's why I can laugh. I think it's funny. Say it all the way to your destruction. (laughs) Suits me because it will have no effect on those whom God is going to reserve unto himself. Well, I, I believe I believe that is so, but I, I'm glad she called in because she was. You know, I thought I thought her hilarious here. <laughs> so anyway, I like to I'd like to thank SS John here, uh, ANSS John, and I'd like to thank Dewey, and I'd like to thank Opna, you know, for um, providing retard fun, and we'll we'll go ahead and call it a night. And uh, well, you know, see you Sunday night. And I'll, you know, I'll try to, I'll try to go ahead and catch with Dewey, but I still have problems with uh, talk shoes uh, getting on. So anyway, that's going to be it for tonight. I'm going to say hail victory, and you always bless. And good night. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.